Welcome to the Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. This is the third season of Bass and Brews podcast, and tonight Alex is running late. I think he uh, had to go to the uh, school district to pick up his GED, so he's running late. It's just me, and we have our guest on tonight, Matt Pangrak, from one of the oldest, longest-running podcasts about fishing out there, Bass Talk Live. Panger, what's up, Hulls? How you doing, man? What's going on, Paul? It's been a, it's been a minute. I think I was on what lat two years ago. We talked about those. Were we we talked about some sort of giant blade bait. I remember, or you had some have, sort of funky bait that you had back there that I was mesmerized uh, with. <laughs> yeah. It was for ledge the fishing. Plug. Yeah, plug. yeah, big giant spoon plugs. We <laughs> yeah. we did, did like a half hour on spoon plugs. Yep, that's the old Buck Perry from down here, Hickory, North Carolina. Ain't alive no more. But that's spoon plugging. You know, you can't catch fish where fish ain't. And his other, the other saying I'd love from him is the fish are shallow deep or somewhere in between. Yeah, that'll work. I'm trying to get a little, uh, trying to post this on the Instagram that I'm on here. Oh, sweet. Well, we appreciate the the shout out, you know, cause we, uh, we don't, we're, we're terrible, uh, podcast hosts for the most part. We don't do much on the social media. We rely on our fans that do so much for us, especially with the memes. We probably have one of the greatest meme games out there and it's because of our fans. We don't even do it. And it's awesome. So we, we appreciate that from y'all folks, man. What, nice. what have you been up to? I think I don't, has it been two years? I can't remember a lot. It's has been happened. probably a year, year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. I think it was Alex was gone on one of his coast guard tours and he was so upset that he missed the episode with you on here. And y'all Alex isn't here. It worked out so great that he's running late because he has no idea. Matt's on tonight. And this is one of the people, you know, this is you one didn't of do his any pre-production, no yeah, freaking is, pre-production no, whatsoever. You no. can show up live. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was one of his Mount Rushmore podcasters to have on here was Matt and he missed the first one. He Setting has no idea. Low. I told him, well, you know, you could, this is coming from Bass and Brews, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we only got 45 listeners now, which is up from about 10 from last year. <laughs> so it's a good time. He's going to be super excited when he gets on. We're going to give him shit and ragging for being late. Uh, I at least hope he shows up. You know, sometimes he don't show up. It's just oh, crazy like that. What? Uh, so what have you been up to this past year? Because, you know, you, you're fishing the opens. You're running the podcast what three episodes a week i mean you got to be the busiest man in fishing uh i don't know there's probably guys that are a lot busier than me it's just sitting down and talking about it but uh yeah i mean it, the industry and what's going on has kind of dictated how busy it's been over especially over the last couple of months but it's good if you're if you have a show and you talk about it but i'm i've never uh i don't think of it like work dude like, it's just life. So, I mean, I enjoy it when there's something and you stay active and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, dang, it's freaking three o'clock. And you've been on, you know, done show and been on calls the rest of the day, just figuring out what the hell's going on in the world. You're one of the lucky guys that's in the industry, though, because you hear folks all the time say, 
if you if you if you like fishing don't get in the industry because when you're in the industry all you do is work you never get to fish but you're getting to do both you're living the life of 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 bass angler you make it sound so glamorous <laughs> it's it's not yeah i mean no i feel very fortunate but i mean i grinded like really hard for a lot of years like working for jeffries and going to all the tournaments and covering it on the ground and writing and not making any money at it and just <laughs> putting in the freaking work so it cra it cracks me up when people say like in the opens like oh you know he's kind of got like he's been around he gets all that like no man like i busted my ass for like 10 years at every single event 200 days on the road like living in an apartment to to do this so i mean i think people forget that i'm 39 like i i kind of was behind the scenes for so long uh and then you know i had the opportunity to take it over a couple years ago so well, you age pretty damn well because you don't look 39 and, you know, I mean, is, is, I don't understand that. I mean, I'm 42 and if I shaved my beard, I'd look like I was 50. And I can't grow a damn beard. Well, the secret is just quit shaving. I have tried it for like two months. It, I look like I have some sort of disease. Like people ask if I'm okay if I don't shave for two months. You got a And then it's beard. like see-through. It doesn't. It's not a good look. I've tried it. <laughs> Because well, I'd like to at least do like maybe like a like I feel like a little handlebar action would be uh -huh. it, it just it's not gonna it's never gonna happen. I gave up on that dream like in my mid twenties. And that's sad. I don't know where I'd be in life if I couldn't grow a beard. I've only been clean shaven twice since May seventeenth, two thousand eight. Really? Yeah. Special occasions, or you just woke up and made a bad decision, or? Well, May seventeenth, two thousand eight, I shaved. That was the morning of my wedding. Okay. And then I was clean shaven once after that in 2015 is because I was leaving a job and going to an interview at a place that didn't allow facial hair. I cut, I shaved for that. And as I'm walking out of that interview, I had somebody call me and offer me another job. And I told him right then and there, it's like, um, you know, do you mind if one. I have a beard? And he goes, I don't give a shit what you look like as long as you do work. And so I let it grow out and every job I've had since then where I wasn't my own employer. Mm -hmm. I told them, I was like, look, I'm I'm not going to shave, but that's a problem. Let me know now so we don't waste any time. And yep, I haven't been clean shaven since. Nice. It's kind of grown on me. Yeah, it fits you. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, I had to hide the, I'm such a good looking fella. I had to hide the, the handsome. Well, plus if you make beard dust, you have to have a beard. Yeah, that's right. You know, and you're one of the lucky recipients of my beard dust. Not you ever thought about selling that stuff? Uh, hell no. No. Seriously? No. I'm serious. It's like, no. it's one of my top three all like spices that I've ever tried. Well, I appreciate that. It's it the top all good. purpose spice. Hey, look, hey, put it on. If you eat popcorn, put it on some fresh. I put it on popcorn. Mm -hmm. I put it on everything. So, like, I use the JD Murray's for steaks. And uh, he's got a kayak shop in Illinois mm. and makes it all himself. But then, like, everything else, I mean, I went through the entire jar, canister, whatever you <laughs> sent last time of it, and I put it on everything. Yeah, It usually shows up in a Ziploc bag or an old spice bucket. I just had to yeah, go Yeah, it was an old like spice, spice yeah. thing last time. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it, but hell no. I never... I never want to sell anything that people have to eat because when you're giving that shit away for free, 
barbecue rub any of that stuff they love it but once you start charging people they start getting into feelings and then they get opinions i think the opinions on that would be positive yeah well uh you know i think you could do a little side hustle on it here's the deal man everybody and their mama everybody and their mama from because of tiktok has if they cook barbecue they make their own rubs now 10 years ago there weren't that many out there but now there's 45 million it's like live scopers. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, is all these barbecue rubs popping up by all these no names out there is ruining the barbecue rub business like live scopers are ruining fishing. Oh, I, I didn't say they're ruining fishing. I just said <laughs> that there's a lot of them out there now. There are, but you, hey, l- let's be real. If you're not scoping, you hoping. I'm one of them. I'm out there. Well, I, I just got done, I just got back from Table Rock five days. And uh, I'm not kidding, Paul, in five days, I never made a cast in less than 30 foot of water. And the only reason I made a cast in 30 was because I was rolling an A-rig over a brush pile that was in 30 foot of water. And 95% of my casts were over 110 to 130 foot of water with a spinning rod in the middle of the channel for five straight days. But you can't do that shit with side down imaging. With forward face? No. No, no, that's no. Because you're, yeah. you're dealing with bait that's out in front of the boat, yeah. five foot down over 130 foot of water with two smallmouth swimming through it, eating little fingernail shad. We had our state championship here in North Carolina a few weeks ago, and the guys that that did good, the top guys were fishing like 30 foot of water with a rigs and Ned rigs on scoping. No, well, I didn't have a chance doing that shit. I don't have it. I'd well, love wait. to have it. Norman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like Norman. I put Norman in my top five. Really? Ever. Yeah, I loved Norman when we went there for the Open in the fall. It was to a T. Like, I I could fish Norman 100 days in in a row and never get tired of it. It's my first time on that lake. Where I am, I'm in the Raleigh area, so I got Falls, Harris, and Jordan. Yeah, mine. well, they're yeah, you don't want to go to Norman if you got yeah. those three. Well, they're, they're dirty lakes, too, and they're fairly shallow and dirty. And at Norman, the water, when we fish, the water was down five feet, four feet, five feet. Mm-hmm. And it was super clear down on the, uh, it was, it was a rough tournament for me, but those guys, those local guys killed it. I mean, they were out there. One guy caught, said he probably caught 75 or 80 fish, but they were all 15, 16 inches. He couldn't get in, in, in the 18s. That's I love so Norman. What? You can get on the Google earth on Norman mm-hmm. and look at the historical imagery and figure out which docks are dug out. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? Did you do that? No, no. I went out and fished out of, uh, shit, I can't remember the damn ramp now, towards the southern end, towards the dam, and uh, it'll come to me. And there weren't a lot. See, that's where the rich people live, so there weren't a lot of docks. I wanted to go out and fish the points. Okay. And it did not work out for me. I caught my first fish like 20 minutes in, nice 16-incher, and then not another bite the rest of the day. is pretty pretty heartbreaking. That's like thrift's domain. (laughs) A lot of the stuff all looks the same, and that I after I mm-hmm. fished that, I was like, "Yeah, I see why thrift does well in this style of fishing." What what puts Norman in your in your top ever lakes? I love spotted bass. Mm. Uh, I love that you get bit, but it's tough to catch a bigger one. I loved how patternable the fish were. Mm-hmm. I loved how there were three or four different patterns that you could have success on: brush piles, shoals, docks, top water. And then uh, I'm a big wacky wormer and drop shotter. So Mm, I love the fact that there is no grass in it. 
and that you could run, you could go into a pocket that looks identical and you could, once you ran a pattern, you knew every single dock where the fish were going to be. And you could just hit a hundred spots a day. I loved it. Yeah. That's uh, you know, that's a little bit harder for us to do in kayaks to hitting a hundred spots a day yeah. when there's yeah, a yeah, pattern yeah. on that. <laughs> we get stuck in an area. I, I love top water too. That's when I went out there when I had a, I had a, actually I had the number seven spook on and was hoping that they were going to pull up on some points and I was going to be able to catch them early on a spook. Yeah. I've there got, it is right there. I've got six still in the pack up there and I got two in the boat with me at all times. This one's cool here. I'll show you this one. So back when this went down, uh, Frank painted, whoa, he painted, uh, a dozen of them by himself. So like that one is an original paint mm -hmm. job. Like that came out of Frank's basement and then he even signed the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. So it says number eight, Frank A. Scalish, 12, 22, 21. Because Mark got the first two, Frank got the third, right? Frank got the seventh. Okay. And I think Frankie got the third or fourth. Uh, for those who don't know, I mean, it's basically, it was a spook. Jeffrey, who I co-hosted the show, for 17 years. Long story short, he had a traumatic brain injury, and when he came back, he was normal, and I said I was afraid that he was going to say that his favorite color was seven, which was highly inappropriate yet humorous. So, <laughs> Frank, in honor... So, you know, the whole story about like the sides on that, the BTL was seven, 17 yep. years old at the time. So there's 17 stripes on each side of it yep. for each year of BTL. And then it's orange and then purple was the original bass zone colors. So it's mm. got, uh, the orange, uh, and the, uh, and the purple, which were kind of mm. like some original bass zone stuff. And then on the, on the throat of it, it's got the number seven. Mm -hmm. That's a so, beautiful bait. Kind of a a cool. That of was a debacle. We were joking. So when that went live, they did it on LureNet. Yeah. And uh, LureNet has this thing called the paint shop. And they do 300. Like, that's it. Every paint shop is 300. And it's a one run and you're done. And we were like, guys, that's... We've been pumping this thing up for like two years. And there's enough, you know, like BTL listeners and frank fans like you're either gonna have to cat like this is not gonna go well for you guys like on the website side and we're like we're gonna have a bunch of angry people that want to get a, a number seven and uh they're like ah oh, we're good we're good so like literally we timed it to go live at at 10 a.m and and frank was in studio and the show ended at like 9 58 and it's like we don't see it we don't see it and it so we're like watching it and we're like okay hopefully this goes the way we planned and frank made a joke he's like what actually i made the joke so wouldn't it be funny if we crashed their site <laughs> and, <laughs> and we freaking did in three minutes we sold out of them and the system it had never seen anything like that so it thought it was a glitch so it kept restocking it oh shit so they sold there are 300 of them. It's sold out in three minutes. And then they sold an additional 1,100 before they could shut the system down oh, in like shit. 18 minutes. So then they had to go back. And I'm like, crap, this has like BTL's name on it. And we've been pumping it. And everyone's pumped that they got it on the original 300. Uh, so then they had to go back and send like a letter or individually. They individually called. That's what's good customer service. Yeah. A lot of the people and were like, listen, like, 
this didn't go as planned. <laughs> so then based on where they had it made, it took another six months to get another, I think, 1500 made. And those are all gone too. Uh, they sold out pretty quick, but you, I'm, I'm just, did you get the original run or did you get yeah, the second yeah, run? I, got, I think I, I think I ended up with either six or eight of the original run. I, I nice. just hit the plus button, check out and yep. had all my card information saved and, and yep. hit submit. And I got my, no, but it was, it was, it was pretty funny for a while. Cause then we were like, Oh geez. Cause then I started getting like all these emails. They were like, what the hell? It said I got it. Now it said I didn't. And, uh, <laughs> But that's a that was the power of Frank Scalish, man. He's uh he's something else. Yeah, and Frank Frank kept teasing us for like months and months. Oh, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. It's just well, it was because it was that's a those uh custom colors that they do have to be like a year out, like at least a year out, and then it takes them forever. And there that paint scheme was like actually it it was like layered weird to where it took them longer, and they don't typically do it on that paint scheme, but. We got the job done. Um, I don't think he's announced it yet. I think we'll announce it. I'll announce it on the show. I think he's going to have a hundred of the color sevens at the Tulsa Classic, and the oh, first nice. hundred people in the uh, Pradco booth when he's there, he'll sign the top of the lure and give him. You get a number seven for free. Oh shit! Damn, I might. When is that? I might need to make a trip out to uh, to Tulsa. March, middle of oh, March. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not making that. <laughs> yeah that's uh, uh that damn see now that would be awesome to be able to go get one signed by uncle frank well that's at the last classic a bunch of the bunch of the mm -hmm. guys in was at knoxville mm -hmm. uh there were probably a dozen people that brought their sevens and had a silver sharpie well the back of this thing is is you know dark purple mm -hmm. and frank and i were standing there and we you know he signed them he didn't oh that's it that's a new one the old one but the back of that thing is like black and and it looks really good because he's got that like mm. uh kind of not calligraphy but like the lettering signature frank mm -hmm. a scalish that looks really good down the back of that spook i love out of all the lures that you've had and that you you fish with you've got like two or three of the number seven spooks back there yeah <laughs> right within the arm's length behind behind you in the studio yeah the no, studio the looks good and too. then i got uh i got one of the og brian kirchell fish whistles that i got at the 98 classic from <laughs> kirchell's dad when he had a booth at the classic uh-huh from when he won in uh won the classic in 94 so do you do you have a collection of lures that are collections that you don't fish with like a room <laughs> somewhere where you just have not a, a room i don't okay. have that many i have probably 50 or 75 like i've got some uh i got a couple like uh og barely legal vixens like i got a lime ice barely legal vixen original first run naked chick on the package like black <laughs> black packaging i got that from brian snowden i did three days of camera work and I, you know i had like a daily rate and i'm in his garage at the end and i just was like if you give me that lure, you don't have to pay me anything for like a day and a half full of Damn work. Boy. And he was like, I mean, it, he, he was hard to part on it, <laughs> but he did. And but then I've got, uh, him, huh? I've got a couple, uh, uh, wiggle warts here. This is a cool one. This is the first, uh, the first actual like, uh, chatterbait packaging, not the original oh, yeah. one, but the first one that went that Z man was packaging. It's mm -hmm. still got the, uh, uh, brian thrift talking about how he's the southeast strand series champion on it and this one is still 
uh, owned by Rad Lures, which stood for uh, Ronald A. Davis, the inventor of the chatterbait. Oh. And it was uh, packaged, and then it was the first one with the Elaztec from uh, Chatterbait on that. Oh, nice. So that's from like 2004, 2005. Man, if you open that up, the the skirt would probably fall apart. You know, the those skirt old... will fall off, and those OG hooks uh, just broke right at the bend uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. Broke right at the bend all the time. Uh, what else do I have? Oh. What's, what's on the Wheaties box? Uh, that's Denny Brower. Okay, nice. Yeah, oh yeah, it's blocked. Uh, the Pommy Special, that's a big time. Uh, Mar, I think Marlin, yeah, Marlin, uh, lure company made it, and it was uh, it's a spinner bait that you can fish like a buzz bait, and it goes bloop, 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 based on like it's like a real short arm, real hard. Oh, pommy. shit, okay, yeah. Uh, Wired to Fish did an article about it like five or six years ago, but that's from like the 80s. One of the listeners ended up sending that to me, uh, in the quarter ounce, but like the half ounce is the money one on that. That's probably like my one of my most prized possessions. We have, uh, I say we we had uh, Aberdeen Bait and Tackle, which is a store over here in Aberdeen, North Carolina. And it's like, a, it's, it's, it's a, well, first of all, they, um, imminent, got, they got imminent domain. And so tomorrow is their last day open. But when you oh. walk in, it's, it, it is a, it's, it's, it's a hole in the wall. It's a, it's a big shack. That's, it's like three shacks put together. And when you walk in, there's a cat sitting beside the register, <laughs> a live cat. A live? Yeah. There's a parrot. And then there's two or three other cats in there in cages. And then they have every Zoom color ever invented. But they, what I love, so I grew up uh, I in the in the mid-90s, some of the guys over there, and this is in South Carolina, so this would have been Lake Watery is where I yep. did it. But there were people deep cranking back in those days with the Norman DD-22. And so I've got a couple of my original Norman DD-22s from back in the day. But when I would go in there, they had the old Norman packaging of Norman lures. They had so many, they were still there from, these are probably the early 2000s anyway. I sent Frank a picture of the rack because it was you know, like six foot by long by eight foot high Norman. Holy Norman cow. Cranks. And he was like, get these. It was the canary. So I bought all the canaries and then I fucking lost them all. But <laughs> Frank, got, Frank got him to, Frank got him to, to paint more canary normans last yeah. year or earlier this year so i bought a shit more but yeah i would yeah. send frank pictures of no i was like which one which ones are do i need to get he's yeah, he's really like this the doing the day four stuff on uh bass zone and kind of reconnecting with a lot of the listeners like fan base it kind of i think gives him you know because heck you know when you're in it at the top level you gotta miss that i would imagine you know what i mean when it goes when it's gone and uh-huh. then to have that, but through it, and then, you know, you see like the number seven and stuff and it sells on LureNet and Pradco. They've, I'll say it, they've started listening to him more. Well, he mm. knows the colors that everyone hits him with and all that. So he now can say, hey, we need to bring back this and this and this. And they, uh, from what I understand, they're more like, okay, we'll, we'll get in, get in on that. Cause he's a freaking fisherman, man. And he talks to fishermen. Yep. Well, I mean, Look, here's here's the deal. He paints lures. Yeah, like he knows what works. Oh, like he's, he's got dude, somebody he's that's so, been at the highest level when he paints. So lures talented and he at drawing and painting, and like you see his, you see his shop like down in his basement and stuff. It's it's really cool. 
Yeah, that was um, any time that any time that Uncle Frank says something about a lure, I usually go try to snag up a couple and yep. put them in the box. Even though, and I'm here's the thing: like I fish with him, he it's he's not a guy who like lip services it and then like pulls out the mega bass and stuff. Like uh-huh. that's what's in his boat. Like that is the only thing that is in his boat. Now there's a you know a few exceptions, of course, but ninety eight percent of everything that he throws, like what he shows on the show, what's in his boat. That's it. That's the only thing he's got in there that he's throwing 365. Yeah, and I love that he loves Norman because that was like the original deep yeah. diving crank back in the day. Yeah. And that that's kind of what started off. Well, actually, the original deep diving crank was a spoon plug from the 50s and 60s. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that was I wonder uh, what the progression was, because, I mean, you'd have to get them. The man's had a big one in there and Pose had a big one. And I'm sure. You don't want to start getting out there on like the hand carved deep diving, but I'm talking about like the mass produced deep diving ones. It would have to be, I think, like Pose and then Mans and then the DD22. I guess I don't, I don't, I just knew the DD22, so I wouldn't know the other ones. But then again, that was considered deep cranking back in the yeah. day, and those things are only like 15 foot runners. And you, but the thing is, you can chuck them. I just remember, oh, uh, you know, when no. I throw them good, like I love throwing a DD22 because it's like throwing a freaking casting weight. Yeah. Well, they got that gel coat on them. So they're yep. heavy. They're big, heavy baits. They got the mm-hmm. big ass damn lip on them. Did you lose them fishing or like? Oh, hell yeah, fishing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I do not, I do not buy lures that I don't fish with. Like I'm not scared to lose a lure. I'm gonna buy a lure. I'm fishing with it. And if this, if I got here's, I haven't file. gotten this one wet yet, but this is a butch brown color of the depth slide swimmer in the 175. I haven't gotten that wet, but that's one that's like that I'm looking forward to getting wet. Yeah. I don't have a bunch of those. I've gotten gotten away from the swim baits. Oh, this is a cool one. So it's I, hard to throw I the asked, swim baits on the on your spinning on your spinning tackle. Dude, I threw a bait caster so much this year, people would be shocked, and I still sucked. Um <laughs> so Matt Stefan, when yep. he was here, he's like, You want something that's unique? He's like, This is my muddy water special. And I was like, dude, don't BS me. And he's like, No, seriously. So it's a chartreuse crankbait. Uh-huh. And he puts a small spinner bait arm above what it. What the hell? So when it's cranking, it goes through the water like that. And this blades are spinning. And when you pause it, bouncing up against the crankbait and stuff. So you tie it like that. And that's what it looks like. All right. So for the people that are listening, you need to go look at this on YouTube. It's 26 minutes and 45 seconds. And so, all right. What, what day is it like a beetle spin? No, it's like a small. Uh, it's like a, sm- a small strike king with a number four willow and like a uh what does that say let me see oh i got it i got the dang hook stuck in my that's some shit that you would see a somebody- one and a half colorado and then okay. he cuts the deal short and ties it to a 2.5 i mean it's pretty decently sized like i mean think about like muddy water cranking with the shads like going up in there and stuff and like cranking it. And he said it, he said it freaking slays. And it, was he throwing it like five foot or less? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's wild, oh, isn't shit. it? Yeah. That is super wild. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll have to talk later and i have to figure out how to make one of those so i can i can go through it because i suck i think he did a video on it it's really simple i have to look okay that's it neat huh it's, look that's the kind of shit you got to do nowadays to get a to try to get a head up on the competition is is doing yeah. weird stuff yeah it's kind of weird the in in the opens that you fished this year did you do anything out of pocket out of the norm weird shit like that during during any of the opens yeah i power fish the whole time trying to catch bigger fish i mean outside of the first one on you follow where i kind of just saved my butt i ended up catching 17 pounds on the second day on a on a big ned but i mean i caught one a four pounder on a 6xd uh i punched them all uh, I caught a couple scoping, but I punched the majority of them on sixty pound braid on uh, on uh, the one that just sucked Watts bar. Uh, I caught him skipping a jig on twenty five at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule to try to remember the rest <laughs> of the. But I mean, I power fished the whole year, and I still caught twelve pounds a day. Like people are gonna, I was like, people are gonna think all I do is that I just drop shotted 12 pounds a day and I like went big and still caught 12 pounds. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like I had good execution this year. I caught him. I just averaged 12.007 pounds a day. What did you need to average? Oh, uh, like I 13 know and know. a half. Okay. Yeah. Which, which is a big, like 13 and a half, 14 a day, which is a giant jump from 12. Yeah. What do you do different next year? nothing just hope you get on just hope you get on a roll and put yourself in in position to get the bites i'm I'm assuming you're fishing all nine again yeah yeah i'm jumping in all nine again okay the first three are pretty pretty savvy right back to back to back basically is okeechobee uh washita in arkansas in february Mm. and then santee cooper the first of march that's that Santee's going to turn. That might that might line up good if you get if you don't have that cold front come through on Santee. That's going to be a uh, that might be a slugfest right there. Yeah, Arkansas in February though. Woo. Yeah, that, that might be sporty. I feel like that could be one of those where it's like, oh, we lost four trucks on the boat right today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one are you looking forward to the fishing the most coming up? Uh, St. Clair. Mm. St. Clair will be kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done St. Clair. I've always typically done good on... I didn't have lime, so I had to go with the damn lime beer. I was about to say, what the hell are you putting That's in That's a Pacifico. Beer? I'm a Pacifico okay. guy. It is Bass and Brews, so... What are you putting yeah, in there? Uh, just lime salt. Oh, okay. Huh, on a Pacifico. Yeah, we have really failed at being the bruise part of fucking Bass and Bruise this year in that we Yeah, I know. I got I got all ready for it. I went out, <laughs> I got a 12er of Pacifico, and I don't ever typically uh drink on air. I've got and then I went through, I got my 50th anniversary edition uh-huh. Bassmaster koozie. Then if I didn't want to wear use that one, I've got my Lake County, Florida one. If I didn't want to use that one, I got my Lake Amistad one. And if I didn't want to use that one, I got my Ike Live one. You should have just put a beer in all of them and just, just cracked know, it up just, down yeah, and just, knock, yeah, just knocked them down. I, look, yeah, 
I mean, that'd be great. That is our theme for this year was to be a bass fishing or a fishing podcast where we didn't really talk about fishing. We've done That's a good job of talking it. about fishing. So. I, well, you know, Alex, Alex isn't here, so we can't really make good short jokes right now. And you know, he's who, who knows how he's going to show up all flustered. Cause he's already running late. He said he's going to be here at eight 15, it's eight 30. And then who, who knows, but we're going to get right for him to get here. Let's back up a second because talking about live scope, you're about to get into crappy fishing this time of year in yeah. Oklahoma, right? Yeah, that's my jam. Ah, so Jordan Lake is one of the best crappy lakes in the southeast. Really? Yes. And I'm a bunch of buddies that do it out of their kayaks. So this year, I'm going to start doing some crappy fishing. And I went out Sunday for the first time. I wanted to catch some. I saw some guys catching them on the bridge. Went out Sunday, and I had my little ultralight with a little jig on it. I couldn't get anything, so I took my drop shot rig and put a, a little damn minnow on there. Second cast, I caught a, like a 14-and-a-half-inch crappy. Ooh. I'm like, oh, shit, we about to be on it. I didn't get another bite the rest of the day. But I brought that one 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 home and cleaned it for my boy and deep-fried it. But, I'm t- man, there's mm, – Crappy fishing around here is something else on Jordan Lake. I mean, it starts now all the way into, like, March. People be killing them, crushing What's your there. limits? Shit, I don't, fuck, I don't know. I had never fished for them, so. I'm oh. not, it's unlimited as long as you don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got Zeke. Uh, Zeke's coming in the studio from... Uh, He's worked for the Bass Tank. Now he works like for Crappie Anglers International or something like that. But he's kind of the one of the godfather pioneers of doing this thing where you chase him down with the scope 20 mm-hmm. feet out and you get behind him and you basically stalk him and then drop on him with a 16 foot rod. But I've never actually fished with him doing it because um, that's how I catch all of them. I, I mean, I have a bait caster, a 16 foot crappie rod, 30 pound test braid quarter ounce jig, 2X, one-aught, Gamagatsu hook in it. And then uh, my buddy Juice, which is a funny story, is his nickname's Juice Newton. We named him that in college. <laughs> and then we found out it was a female country singer, so then it stuck. <laughs> and <laughs> so my buddy Juice, now we call him Juice, Juice Newton, the newtster, all sorts of good stuff. His name's Jarrett, but he's got a... That name uh, doesn't count anymore. No, he started a... Uh, uh, crappie tying deal called Juice's Jigs. You can follow it on Instagram. It's actually pretty good. So f- for the last like two years, he's, he gets goes out at like eight in the night, ties jigs to like two in the morning. Actually, he's gotten really good at it, but he can tie like big. We're talking like hair jigs like that, like quarter ounce pill heads and stuff. And we, you sneak right up on those fish and you drop it down on their head and you watch them just, you, you're literally putting it in like the size of a that and you're dropping it right on them and they see it and they come up and you just jack him as hard as you can. So y'all, so he's following them around. So are they Roman schools? They're not. No, they're individuals. Oh, oh, well, that's probably how the big ones set up then, huh? It's just one fish in the ethos. That's the Mm -hmm. best way to describe it. Well, that's what this one was because uh, (laughs) I didn't see shit on the graph. Yeah, nothing. I even tried to go out and catch some white perch so I could maybe play some of those up. But I I just caught, uh, where was I where I just caught some of my. I caught a white, I can't even remember, but I caught a white perch this year somewhere. And well, I never caught a white perch before. Huh. Well, if you come down. It's Jordan's like a white bass them. without bars. 
Yeah, I call them, they're, they're like razor blades if you catch one. So we do a lot of blade baiting in the wintertime on Sharon Harris. And Sharon Harris has some humongous white perch. I, I mean, 13 inches, huge, fat. There's so much shad in there. It'll be fat. They shit all over the boat when you catch them. But you catch them on the, on the blade bait, you know, those white perch, when you go to grab them, they flare out their gills. And their gills are like razors, and their their back fin, the dorsal fins like a razor. I hate those things, man. They're they're one of the worst fish. They'll tear up a. I've caught them on DD twenty twos. They're and, like a white bass, though. Yeah, and, but they flop around, man. They're the, they're the number one fish around here that'll put a hook in your oh, hand. Oh, I caught them up on. Uh, I think I caught them up on Erie. They got them on Erie. I hell I, but I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't think so. I think they're a warm water fish. I think up there they have yellow. I'm pretty sure they have yellow perch. I don't know if they have white perch, but we got to make sure we're talking about the same fish as well because you know how anglers have different names for different types of fish. Yeah, it shows that they have it on area. It's all East Coast. Hmm. Well, mainly East Coast. They're good eating fish. You can fillet them out, and they are tasty, just like crappy, nice, flaky, light, good eating fish. Huh. But they... When uh, when they hit when they hit they smack it they are mean they're, they're mean like big in the New England area Paul Mueller's always catching those suckers yeah. out of like Connecticut out of like Candlewood mm. mm-hmm. he's always scoping them out at Candlewood have y'all done don't y'all do your your uh, y'all do a drawing or something for folks to come out and do crappy fishing have you done that that this year uh, it no year? it was a uh, it was a auction for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I drew a, going I drew a dude in. He's down in Texas. Sent him all the stuff. We're just waiting on. I gotta wait till the weather's good. Right now it's too warm. It's got to get cold where they get out there and suspend. And then you want a cold rain. You want the water to get muddy. And then they, you can just go right up to them. And they're just sitting out there not moving. I think you're asking too much for rain this year. It's been. It rained all day yesterday. Here, you guys in a drought there. Oh my God! Yeah, our Jordan's down five, five and a half feet. Yeah, we rank so. It Is that good for kayaking today. though? Like you can put in anywhere you want, right? I, I mean, yes, but still, you, talk about bass fishing. You know, bass don't like low water levels that are dropping, so yeah. it still puts us into having to fish for them. I mean, the good thing is you can ride out there now and mark a lot of shit that's that's visible. That might not. Did the it might BPT be stuff screw up those lakes? You know, I thought they would, but honestly, they haven't. Those, they're all smaller lakes. That's why BPT can. That's why bass can't fish them. Is they're mm-hmm. all smaller lakes, but they, they haven't, to be honest. And I don't know why, but last year at Jordan, starting in December, all the way up to March. Actually, this year, all the way up to March, it was taking 28 to 30 pounds to win tournaments. <laughs> and it it finally dropped off about the end of June. Even into June, it was taking 25, 28 pounds for them, to for the winners on Falls and Jordan. I mean, that's that's catching some, some bigs there. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, look who's here. Look who's here. Hey. Hey, what's up? Oh, you motherfucker, Paul. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I would have ditched all of my adult responsibilities to make sure I was here on time if I knew it was going to be Matt. What's up, dude? 
Matt, this is Alex. Hey, hey, we've never met. Alex, this yeah. is Matt. I'm gonna Alex, I think I was gonna... on with Paul before, but thank you for your uh, your service. He said yeah. you were off doing Coast Guard things the last time I was on. So. I was, I was, and uh, yeah, I, I, I still haven't forgiven him for having you on when I was out defending his freedom so he could Well, you could just call me whenever. Like... I mean, I do a freaking podcast and sit around at night and read college football message boards. <laughs> God, that sounds Man, boring. <laughs> hey, uh, Alex, Alex, I know you're showing up late and you're a little flustered and you know, we have we, we have one of your heroes on tonight. Uh, your yeah. audio fucking sucks right now. You need to figure it out. You have terrible background noise. What's wrong noise. with my audio? You don't sound There's right. No you have terrible noise. background noise. We're professionals, you and you sound like this is the first time you've ever been on this podcast. I, I fuck. Hey, Matt, you want to do a, uh, a shitty podcast uh, instead of, uh, you know, BTL? Well, I, love, I love this. We had a stuff. freaking great time last time. I'm all good, man. <laughs> I talk fishing 24-7 anyway, so. Yeah, Alex. Uh, you're, yeah. You're, you're, I'm fair game for anything you guys want to talk about. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to start. Hold on. Let me back out and come back in. <laughs> yeah. His audio sucks. And we are, if, if anything on this podcast, we're professional with audio because Lord forbid anybody who watches it know that we look way too terrible to, to be watching. <laughs> he um, wasn't too happy with you. Mm -mm. See, this is what you don't understand, Matt, is I give him so much shit all the time. And he's the only reason that this podcast is here and the only reason it happens is because of him. So when he was gone, I did the podcast all by myself. And these podcasts drop before he left, they dropped at five o'clock on Friday mornings. Mm -hmm. And we used to record on Tuesdays. Well, I would record some episodes Thursday night and then I wouldn't put, they would get out at like Friday at 2 PM. <laughs> so the whole it was time the he was absolute gone, worst. Oh, you sound much better now. So the, the like the whole thing is is like I, my whole thing when he left is like the only goal I have is to record a podcast a week, and we haven't missed a week since like episode seven. And you know what? I did what I told him I was going to do. I said we're going to get a podcast out a week, and that's what the hell we I did. Even though it might be five o'clock, I'd get text messages from he's like, "Hey man, where's the podcast?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, let me go, let me go put that out." Where were you? Uh, where were you at the last? I guess tour. With the Coast Guard? Yes. Yeah, so um, we've talked about it. So I had, uh, I was at 19 years, and normally you get to kind of stay where you're at. And I was in a Philadelphia area, which is where I okay. ended up retiring. So I thought I was going to get to stay, and I didn't. Coast Guard had another idea, and they sent me on a uh, the largest class of ship that we have in the Coast Guard uh, on in Alameda, California, which is okay. in the Bay Area. So I've been on that class of ship before. This is my third Ship, yeah, because I did nine years at sea in my twenty years, wow. and uh, instead of uprooting the whole family for a year, it was a year of like living on the boat, no car, fucking no nothing. It was brutal, but wow. it was actually a good way to go out. That's how I came into the Coast Guard. Like I stepped on foot. You know, my, my mm -hmm. first unit in the Coast Guard was a ship, so I got to end on a ship. Um, I got to leave the ship. Uh, like we did a, you know, a really quick ceremony on the boat. Uh, above the Arctic Circle uh, the day before I got out. So that was pretty dope. Wow. Congratulations. He spent 20 him, years. Well, I want to say, I mean, I don't, I don't drink on the podcast. I get on Travis Manson's. I do that. I don't, I don't drink, but I brought, cause it was Bass and Bass and Brews. I was telling him I brought a 12 or a Pacifico 
And then I brought yeah. a wide array of fishing-related koozies along I with love it, it. From, from Amistad all the way to Florida. And then, uh, Paul, I sent you this before, right? When I said it, I was, did I send you that when you asked yeah, me, yeah, when I was telling yeah, you about yeah. the show? Yeah, yeah. So, so you I know got this. a special announcement that you're going to try tonight, and I'm, yeah. I, I, I wish I could try it with you. So I was down at the girlfriend's place in Fort Worth, and I fall in love with that Dallas Fort Worth because there's everything under the sun there. So we were we were in this liquor store, and we were looking for uh, caramel apple. Uh, not seltzer. It was a caramel. What is like a like a apple drink? Anyway, cider. Cider. Caramel apple, yep. like a deal. Anyway, uh, they had free taste testings. This is how big this liquor store was. You could go around, and it was like a Sam's Club, where there were just ladies just saying, "Hey, do you want to try any of these whiskeys?" And I'm like, "I'll yeah, try." Sounds like heaven. Those. It was, it was unbelievable. So it was like Vegas without having to gamble. No, I'm dead serious. They had like a whole beer deal, a Kahlua deal, like a wine deal, a tequila deal, a vodka deal, and a whiskey deal. And you could legit. Hey, Amanda, we're moving to Fort Worth. They've got Costco of liquor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're moving tomorrow. We're moving it tomorrow. massive. So one of the ones that I tried was this Kings Creek Tennessee Whiskey Cider. Small oh. batch. Yeah. He said he tried it. What's it taste like? He said he was going to drink half that beer tonight. It's very, you have some very sweet tones to it, but it also smells very cidery. It smells, uh, it smells kind of like a log cabin in Vermont. (laughs) Oh, oh, what a description. Uh, You can like a little, I got, I'm going cold. Like you can either do hot or cold. Yeah. So I'm just going to pour out. So you can tell he wrote for a living with that. I was about to say, man. Matt read that like uh, he was on his podcast with sponsors, not our <laughs> shitty podcast. <laughs> Give that us a live taste. Test. Dangerous. That's the. That's all I'll yeah. drink tonight. I, I've uh-huh. got that. That is very dangerous. <laughs> Look, if I went down Super to that dangerous. place, I can guarantee you my gout would have flared up the day after because I would have drank <sighs> all that shit. So I'm not cracking this. I'm giving this. I'm giving this to Juice Newton for Christmas. Uh oh. <laughs> you missed that story. It's a good story though. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, you missed the best 30 minutes of this podcast was before you got here. Uh, so. This is standard proof whiskey. This is this is Texas pecan. Oh, shit. It's pecan, oh, but go ahead. Goodness. Yeah, it's out of Nashville, but it's made with actual pecans picked in Texas. Pecans. Crappy. Pecan. I'll talk, I'll talk <laughs> like I'm from the Carolina. Oh, God. Paul's on it again. He's infused like, with natural flavors. This stuff, lethal as well. Yeah. That's what he's getting for Christmas. That's a that's a pretty damn good. Uh, I would give him gift. fishing talent, but you can't do that. Well, <laughs> I, I hope you I hope you get some special jigs from him. He does. He hooks me up with the jigs. All right, I want to take it back sometime to your early days, the early two thousands when the elites just started. Do you remember an angler called? His name is mm. Darren Schwinkback. Yeah, I'm buddies mm-hmm. with the Schwinkback. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dude, I fished a freaking tournament on the Niagara River with Schwinkback. Hold on, is was that when he left the fucking boat floating down the Niagara River? No, that was after he was already done there. He left two boats floating. Yeah, he, we had him on the. <laughs> yep. All right, so I I stayed with Bailey down at the Hobie Bos at CNT this year, and Darren was there. 
Yeah, and he's I met Derek. freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't met talked Derek. to him in years. Oh my god, we had him on the podcast like a month dude. later, and his he his stories. Oh, dude, they're real. Like this world. I, I don't care. So we get done fishing that tournament, and I'm there covering the Buffalo tournament, and we fish like a little Thursday night jackpot up the freaking river. It's river only, right? So we weren't messing with any of the Elite Series guys. And he's like, you want to cross the border and go to a strip club? And I was like, no, I kind of want to like work in the morning. And he's like, come on, dude, I'll have you back by like five. And I was like, no, I literally have to like be on the water at like 630 for this. And he's like, come on, dude, it'll be good. I mean, this was long time ago. I don't know. No, no, he probably still acts the same. Um, if Bass and Brews had a mascot, it's it's Darren. I was so he played. Did he go into his whole minor league hockey? I have to go back and listen to that episode. Yep. Uh, did he go into his whole minor league hockey and how he ended up with the jersey and AMS oil and all that? Yep. yep. Yeah. He. I'm gonna tell you what Paul told me. He's like, "Hey, I'm having this guy on," and I'm like, oh, "This guy sounds like some old crusty dude." But uh, he all right, is whatever. Old crusty dude. He is, but but then I looked him up and I'm like, "Oh, it, you know, all right." Like he. Okay, it's going to be like a standard episode. Boy, was I fucking surprised with the stories this guy came out with. And as as he continued to drink throughout the show, it got looser and looser. It was so good. It was so yeah. good. I think he forgot he was on a podcast at one point. Yeah, he uh, he's a legend. So he's like I said, I probably I haven't talked to him in probably ten years. Oh, you got to holler at Darren. Look at this tournament in Santee. He rolls by. And on his kayak, he has a walker, like an old person's walker, tied to the back of his seat. <laughs> Wait, he's fishing kayak tournaments now? Yeah, uh, yes. dude. What? He's fishing, them yes. he's fishing kayak tournaments now? Yes. Yeah. He's fishing them up there with Bailey. I can't remember the stories. Next time you talk to Darren or actually next time you talk to Bailey, ask Bailey yeah, I talk about. To Bailey way, I talked to Bailey yeah. monthly. At, Ask Bailey about when Darren started fishing the tournaments up there with him. About oh like he, he was was that so he could stand up and not fall out? Yeah, he yeah, put he... a fucking walker on the back of his kayak <laughs> with a with a board on it so he could stand up the sight fish. At I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he's uh he's doing pretty well doing the kayak fishing. Um, he transitioned. He hasn't left one boat on the Niagara River, so that's a instant yeah. upside to his career but he only fishes he only fishes to the spring and then when the spring mm -hmm. sets in he goes and drives a tour van in alaska i forgot about that yeah <laughs> what? i totally forgot yeah. about that he leaves <laughs> he leaves in the spring to go to alaska and drives a tour van on the left you'll see a whale <laughs> like that type of tour van yeah uh, it's it's yes. like in country though but yes Oh, so he's like inland Alaska? Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, in, yeah. He's in, doing inland like Alaska, not on the. Yeah, coast. yeah. So instead of a whale, he's like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, my name's Darren. I uh, once left a boat in the Niagara River, but if you look to your right, that is uh, a bear waking up from its slumber. Look at it go! Wait, just who the there's people who go on tours on inland Alaska? I, yeah. I uh, apparently with Darren Schwinkback. How did he get that you know job? Bo, you. If I'm just going to listen to the episode. We don't have yes. to go. He showed up. To that episode. He showed up one day. Tomorrow, I'm going to listen to that episode. <laughs> well, I've made my he, night to know that there's a recent, a fairly recent Darren Schwinkbeck podcast. We, we would give you a number to that oh, episode. Oh, you mother. Alex, you, I knew it. I knew it. Alex doesn't number our episodes, so we can't ever reference them I don't easily. either, but I can probably do Bass and Brews, Darren Schwinkbeck. Yeah, Schwinkbeck. 
Um, you could probably just look him up. He's not on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> look, here's the thing, too, for the new listeners that didn't listen to that episode. Go back and, le- and listen to it. But the second boat that he left, this is the Bass Elites, yeah. the first year of the Bass Elites. The second boat that he left floating down the Niagara River was the actual Bassmaster boat. It was the he, dirty dozen boat that the Bassmaster Elite Series guys used on the final day of the tournament, like that all had the wraps. That was when they switched boats. Did he tell you that he did that he caught him and he did all of his post tournament interviews before letting anybody know that the boat was floating down? <laughs> yep. And literally was yep. like, hey, so um, where's the boat? <laughs> yeah, I hate to do this to you guys, but that boat it. is probably close to Niagara Falls. And like there was like it it was like an international incident. Like, yeah. I mean, there were I, <laughs> numerous law agencies involved in this rogue boat. There's a lot of, river. there's a lot of mounted, uh, you know, uh, mounties uh, with their horse on bass boats trying to <laughs> wrangle this fucking thing off. He like said I said, showed... <laughs> it's, said a, it, it, it's a real close second between a dumpster fire as our mascot, but I think Darren is our mascot, like fully. He said he showed up with like 10 pounds and like, this is my livelihood. <laughs> yeah, he needed a check there. I mean, that was his yeah. that was his deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, oh, it, it was, was a hell of a good episode. I mean, the stories Dude, guys, and just yeah. If you guys like those stories, you need to get Chad Griffin on. Chad Griffin. Uh oh. Give us give us happen. a lead into a story that that Chad Griffin would would make fun. Uh, well, he won an elite series tournament throwing a pop bar on fluorocarbon. <laughs> <laughs> No shit. Wait, whatever works. What and it? then uh, he just—he was just kind of like Schwinkbeck, man. He—he he towed for a half a year on three tires. Oh <laughs> like, not like I had a flat on the way here, but like, yeah. Dude, didn't you get that flat in Alabama? And now we're at Texoma. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. I want more of that. I want more just country bumpkin just trying to cash a check. To pay the gas bill. That's what I want. Yeah. He's a really good dude. He had uh, the Chad Griffin. He had his own line of jigs. I think he might still have some of his jigs and stuff. I think he's down in Texas now. Um, He's been through some shit, but he's a good yeah. dude, man. Yeah. What did Frank that talking out. about when he first started fishing? They were sharing credit cards for each <laughs> other to get home. Who's after that? After tournament, Frank. Was it his story that he was talking about back in the old days? They were like they'd have to give each other they they were sharing. I know there's each other's a bunch of guys cards. that when they get started, they share their checks like whatever they make. Yeah. So if one guy cashes one week, he gets ten thousand. They were staying in hotels and shit to together. The other dude, yeah. And if the next week, yeah. if the other dude cashes, he gives five to the other dude. I mean that's similar now, except for they just share waypoints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Got real quiet yeah, on Alex, that one. Um, anyways. See, Alex is a hot. So, just just for some background, because you don't know my my elf uh, co-host here. He's short. He's only four eight, and he <laughs> doesn't you. tournament fish. He doesn't tournament fish. So, Matt, no. when it comes to tournament angling, he has no idea what he's talking about. So, when he gives hot takes like this, it's literally from a standpoint of idiocy. I would probably yeah, no, prefer no, just... a non-tournament anglers right now with as much as going on in the industry. That's a that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a refreshing. It's a tall glass of cold water right now. Well, well, to be more refreshing, Paul, did you ask my my new favorite question yet? No, I was waiting on you to oh, get into perfect. the the chicanery. 
so Matt, we've been playing this game recently um, called Marry, Fuck, Kill. Uh, everybody oh, yeah. used to play it when they were like 16, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm I feel like... <laughs> Perfect. So this is going to be awesome because I feel like we can really tell a lot about a person. Normally we do this earlier in the show just to kind of see an icebreaker, see where the show's going to go. But, uh, but let's play Mary. You were late. So I was we late. had to talk about fishing before you got here. I had to make sure we got that out ugh, of the way. Ugh, thank God we, we got that. We talked a so. lot of fishing. Like we showed lures, oh. we talked techniques. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Oh, oh Board facing sonar. Ugh. 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 Sorry. Um, anyways, um, so let's play Mary Fuck Kill. It's uh, Bigfoot, <laughs> Alien, or Loch Ness. The uh, silence is solid. The silence. No, I wrote it down. He wrote it down. Yeah. He's trying to figure out if he can get uh, deplatformed or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the Loch Ness because oh, man. that that can go on the wall. And, Ooh, I like and that. that that kind of matches like with the fish and stuff. So you could be like, yeah. here's my ten pound largemouth, my five pound smallmouth, and the Loch Ness monster. Which Perfect. behind you, what would the Loch Ness place replace on the two walls behind you? Oh, behind me. You know what? I would probably suspend the Loch Ness from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, he's, <laughs> he's got bold, the. So it would be like a three dimensional thing. Because, like, it. I mean, listen, like, this is, I've got a lot of trinkets and a lot of stuff. This is, although although it looks like chaos, everything has a very specific, there's a reason why everything is here. Yeah. So to speak, which you can tell a lot about what I actually like and what I stand for and stuff based on what is in the background of the BTL studio that I don't necessarily share on BTL yeah. regularly. What's, uh, what's the purpose of the, uh, the three spot sign on your left side that just says btl but you have two other lines that you could put yeah, stuff so in here's but the you decided time. not to okay i'm gonna pull this drawer out yeah these are all freaking letters that go up there <laughs> that thing was ten dollars and none of the letters stay up there anymore and for the first three months of this year the light hadn't burned out yet and i would spend 45 <laughs> minutes searching for all these stupid letters just to have like Jim, tomorrow, BTL, or whoever the hell is on. Uh, and I eventually I realized that I would save a full 24 hours out of my life every <laughs> single year if I just put BTL up there instead of put the numbers on it. Yeah, that's so what one day I just got sick of it and I just said, Nope, not doing it. Well, you said everything has an emo an emotional reason. So you keep it up there just to remind you of failure to keep you. I'm correct. No, that's probably <laughs> the only thing. I just don't have anything that's slotted like that because I've got so much stuff like around it. You know, then I've got like my my life membership for bass, my okay. OU certificate of graduation. Um, this is actually uh actually a poster uh of Aaron and Ike. Mm. Uh yeah, that was done, that. and then a uh, a BTL listener he he passed away, and his wife mm. contacted me and was like, "Hey, he had these in his man cave. Are you interested in them?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, absolutely." Awesome. So I put it up, put it up there, and then you know, there's a bunch of little like this is the coolest thing. I don't know if you can see this right here. Um, I don't know a glare, but meanwhile, yeah. all we know we haven't even gotten so we've 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 uh, killed the Loch Ness, so we still have to we marry have. it. And, uh, but anyway, this is. Uh, Oh, you guys will like this. You're a Carolina. Diorama. 
guy. All right. Have you have you not seen this before? No. So I was like, I was big. I've got like a Zell rolling line ball. I've got like a rusted Mark Daniels Jr. crankbait hook. I've got like just little trinkets. So I was like, this is going to take off. And I want to do like meaningful memorabilia from the sport. So with the access that I had, it's uh, Lake Hartwell, 2018, and Jordan Lee's literally rolling into the arena. And I'm behind stage, and I'm I'm buddies with with Jordan. I've known him since he was at, at you know at, at Auburn. And I run up with an empty Mountain Dew bottle, and I say, "Fill this Mountain Dew bottle up with live well water," because I knew he was going to win just based on what everyone was saying. And he's like, "Huh?" So he puts it in. It goes blub 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 blub. And he's heading into the arena to win the Bassmaster Classic on day three. He tosses it back to me. I seal it. I put duct tape around it. I fly home with it. And then I had it actually that's certified. Right. And then yeah. we took a picture of that. So there that's it is badass. certified. Yeah. So that is a vial of live well water from the final day weigh-in when Jordan Lee won the class. That's badass. Hey, have, All right, have that's, you, have, do you, that's have really you messaged, cool. did you message him last week after Auburn, uh, the Auburn football game? Uh, I had him on the show, but I think I had him on the show before Auburn oh. lost to the high school team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that, you at OU? that's a division four team that's a division four team i was on that team thank you very much mm-hmm. yeah uh so let's uh okay it was the lock oh, yeah. monster damn how oh, yeah. th- look you know you have a professional podcaster on when he's keeping our <laughs> show on track i yep. just made just made a couple yep. couple yep, quick look. notes <laughs> He's got some critiques for afterwards in the green room. Uh, boy, this is a tough one because it's a no-win situation. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go to town with Bigfoot just because that would make a great story. Be like, so I like, tracked him like down Harry. and then I bent him over that yeah. cedar. <laughs> so... <That's> a- <laughs> You like you like the furry game, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm going, no. I'm going that route. This man just said wow. he's bending him over the. <laughs> it's a female. It's a female Bigfoot, buddy. And I then, mean, no, uh, hold on. It's it's 2023. It can be whatever he wants it to be. It's Bigfoot. Yeah. But uh, but but hold so on. Before it, you answer, you instantly said like you basically like I don't want like you're gonna marry aliens. We figure that out with what's left, yeah. but you're like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm fucking Bigfoot, so I'm going to do it, <laughs> like, off to the side. None of my friends I'm just see it. Like, like, just because you're married doesn't mean you have to, like, spend a lot of, lot of time with them, so <laughs> I feel like from my experience with the people that I know, most married people are in separate rooms without much physical contact after a number of years so that's after kids wow. that's yeah. after, before so kids it, does it, yeah before kids you're safe after kids yeah you might as well you know mm-hmm. put you in bed in the garage or with the aliens so i think that's a very well thought out response to that question i uh that was one of the most laid out um ridiculous answers to that i think i think, it, I think he there. might be the first person though that killed Loch Ness, besides myself. No, no everybody no. else is uh, everybody else is fornicating the Loch Ness. 
I mean, that's... that would look good because you'd look like a cowboy, no. and then you have like the guys in the lock, and it's like foggy, <laughs> and you're like, I it. it comes out of the water, and they're like, is that a guy? Hold on. Lock Ness? But Paul, I'm pretty sure the originator. I'm pretty sure the originator, Alex Rudd, said to kill Loch Ness. Mm. He might have. Yeah. Because he was, okay. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's in the you're right. aliens. Out of all of them. No, yeah, you don't want that. It's too big. I mean, I get it. It's watertight. Everybody enjoys that. But, um, <laughs> you know. Hey, hey speaking of watertight, uh, can we get an update, Paul? Did uh, did we get any emails back? I, what? Uh, from from Astroglide, did you get any emails back? Oh no, I haven't. Have I haven't. You? I haven't done my commercial yet. So, all right. Okay. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> I made a comment on uh, one of Alex's posts that said I I was a guest on a podcast and I have like a, a unlimited supply of Astroglide. And Astroglide commented back on my comment. <laughs> oh really? Then, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I commented back and be like, hey, we're looking for sponsorship. They're like, send us your marketing proposal. So I've got to do a couple commercials, like yeah. in my garage, like this, you know, or maybe somewhere out and about. I gotta, I'm got i going to do a couple and send them the marketing proposal with me doing listen, um, listen, Matt. This is yeah, real yeah. life. It's on TikTok. Yeah, Matt, you might have Bass Cat, but do you, do you have Astro Glide <laughs> as a sponsor? <laughs> That would be pretty badass. Look, if if we get Astroglide, I am going to pay for it and buy yeah. a bar light, one of those yeah. you know beer lights oh, that light up. Yeah. I'm gonna and I'm going to put that behind me that says Astroglide. What, and look, uh, here, I announced this to my family on our family group text. I said Astroglide commented on a comment of mine and twice. And and nobody answered, and then my sister's like, "Wait, what?" My mama said, "Emily, no. don't." So like, my <laughs> wife texts me separately and goes, "Why the hell would you say that?" And I'm like, "I'm excited. Like, we potentially yeah. have a real sponsor." Yeah. Listen, everybody. Everybody talks about getting the non-endemics. That's what, that's what we're trying to <laughs> do. What, we're trying you, to get uh, a non-endemic. Gentlemen, like to hear my Astroglide story? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh hey, oh hey, yes. Give that ask. Look, you just hey, hey, fill up, right fill up that glass with a little bit more. Fill up that glass with a little <laughs> bit more whiskey. I'm going in on that and a couple beers. Uh, so I was I had been dating this chick up at Lake of the Ozarks, which is just a very hilly region of the country. This is six, seven years ago. And uh, I had a uh, a friend who uh, who had a house up at Lake of the Ozarks, too. Anyway, long story short. I'm up at Lake of the Ozarks. My truck breaks down. Um, I have no way to get it. My transmission goes out. I have no way to get it back to Oklahoma. But my buddy who has the house uh, lives in Illinois where my parents live. So I'm familiar with that. They've got an auto body shop. I can tow it there. So I rent a uh, U-Haul that is not rated for a Chevy Silverado. <laughs> I didn't tell them that. When, we when was up. this? What year was this? It's been like six years ago. Okay, six, seven so, years ago. So fairly recent. Yeah. And uh, hook it up to uh, his truck after the weekend. And we get this truck on there. And he had to like leave early. And we're towing this thing back at like 50 miles an hour on this rickety <laughs> two, 
too i mean it's not meant for a truck right it's meant for like a compact it says like not meant for this truck was it the dolly where you just put the front two wheels yes. the back two wheels yes <laughs> it was bad it's not meant for it and uh you know i'm like dude he's kind of saving me getting me to illinois because i mean i had no other way to get back and then what i was going to do was get back to illinois stay at my parents house for the weekend get a new transmission in the truck drive back to oklahoma and we're like halfway through and i'm like dude tim i i appreciate the hell out of this and he's like yeah it's good and i was like let me let me pay for your gas and stuff like that and he goes oh you don't have to pay me in gas money and he opens up the console of his truck and just pulls out a giant bottle of astro glide and sets it right on the freaking console of the truck and just looks at me all right oh hold on i, I do you can't make questions. that up yeah and then you walked home the rest One. of the way to Illinois. No. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he, he pushed that thing himself. Um, but who has that just hanging out in their truck? That's what I'm saying. Like, I like it, that's a solid joke. But does he do this a lot where he's just picking that's up That's what people? I'm saying. How often are you no. in your truck where you're like, you know what? Like, that would mean that you miss some opportunities to use the product enough to where you were like, I need to purchase it. And an economy size yeah. bottle of this product yeah. and then keep it in the, in the vehicle. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's, there's a lot. It just reminds me of that. Like, uh, what was that? That Jane silent Bob, the rules of the road, right? <laughs> like he, he was prepped for the rules of the road. It He's also got me prepped. thinking though, it got me thinking that if somebody needs that much of it, and if we're going to get into this partnership with them, Oh my um, God, my headphones just broke. They, they I just saw you break good. them. I just saw you snap them. Oh, my them. God. This is terrible. I also saw that you went to the bathroom and didn't wash your hands again, you dirty son of a bitch. I have, um, I have, I have sanitizer. I don't need soap. Um, but I, I think if we're going to make this relationship work with Astroglide, what we need is, like, you know how they used to have those mini kegs for Heineken? Yeah. So we need that, but we need Astroglide with the Bass and Brews logo on the side of it. So you can always have a mini keg. I, I think that you guys need to call up Schwinkbeck and get him to do a couple read-throughs. <laughs> I think I think that would have mixed results. He'll be like, what is this? Back in my day, we didn't even use this. We used maple syrup. I'm I'm impressed. You've got probably the most solid lead in podcast sponsorship out of everyone doing podcasts in the industry. Listen, I'm not kidding. Again, everybody keeps talking about non-endemics, non-endemics, right? And I, I get it. That's the way to go. Um, and somehow Paul uh, roped it in. If we can get this, it would be. So I mean, so probably wait, uncomfortable for folks. And then you said, "Oh, sorry, Paul's changing." No, you're Paul. good. So so they commented. And then Paul saw opportunity and took advantage no, no, Paul, of it. He did. Paul commented first. So I did a right. video under the Bass and Brews account, right? And Paul said, don't worry. I've got a lifetime of at Astroglide, right? Is this on, on Facebook or YouTube? TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I don't do TikTok. I'm afraid of the, the uh, China. <laughs> well, that's a whole. Um, Ooh, yeah, hey, TikTok's hey, amazing, quick. dude. Real quick, I'm back. Yeah. For uh, look, yeah. this is. <laughs> you need to hang that in the background, man. That's a freaking, yeah, dude. 
That's a trophy that's a, right that's there. A, that's a fallen soldier. Let that thing that hang right next to the grip background. stick. Hey, right thank, next to the right. straw hat. Thank goodness I had a $120 <laughs> pair of Beats that I, I haven't been using. Oh. I've been using the $19 Sonys, but the Beats <laughs> were the win. Yeah. Is it um, bad that I picked my headphones out based on them having lime green on the side, and I have absolutely <laughs> no idea if they're quality or not? Uh, the yep, it is bad. Um, quality if the if the mic's good. I, I, no, I don't think that logic works very well. But so you added Astroglide, or Astroglide yes. just happened to be watching the Bass nope. and podcast because that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, to like be just clear, in the factory with all the just vats of lube, and they've got it playing. Over the system. All right, so so clear, so how this whole happened? Sponsor, they just commented yeah. on two of my comments on TikTok. Have you not turned it into? Have you? We're working but on it. Didn't you say that they were like, "Hey, send us some yeah. stuff." They did. Look, yeah, yeah, and you should see. I asked Alex for our Alex for our marketing thing. You should see what he sent me. So it's I'm great. Gonna, we're going to send it in. But when we send it in, I, I'm still going to do like a couple commercials with me <laughs> doing an Astroglide commercial to send yeah. with them so that they can see no. how. If you guys have a meeting, I would like to request that you make that meeting a podcast episode. Oh, oh no. That'll be <laughs> like, for the Patreon. That'll like, be hey, for the Patreon. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, all, we're in on this, but yeah. any correspondence we have in person <laughs> has to be recorded for the show. That's a good idea. Alex, write that shit down. Do you see yeah, he has no, a notepad? The reason we can't make any headway on this podcast is because Alex quit taking notes. No, yeah, exactly. I quit because I used to take notes there, Matt. And Paul was like, quit taking notes, you fucking nerd. Just pay attention to what's oh, going okay. on. Look, this is this is my BTL book. Like, okay, so this was Hank Parker's show. That's a, you're right. I used to do the same thing, and then Paul yelled at me, so I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a reason why you have folks like Hank Parker on yours. Yeah, right. And you are, you know, the, the one of the biggest fishing shows out there, and we're bass and brews, and we yeah. just sit around and drink and have a good time, and we still have no sponsors. It costs no. Alex like $500 a year to run this <laughs> it podcast. Does. It does. <laughs> it does. And I do it with all joy. I'm glad Matt, my idol, is laughing at me for it, but uh, <laughs> thanks for it, that. I, I bet you, so Mark started this thing. Mm-hmm. That was 90, he says 19 years, but I would say BTL is like 15 years. Right. I was there, I remember. And but I would say, but before it was a and you know, he had Skeeter with all that stuff, but like a <coughs> podcast only paying sponsor that wasn't sponsoring the Bass Zone and it was podcast only, probably five or six years in. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a while, it was a long, I mean, while. it's a grind. It's a grind for folks, and I feel like some people make it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, so some people, like, don't like, I think we talked about it last week, um, possibly, but, like, so, like, TikTok and Instagram, you can get super uh, viral and kind of famous mm-hmm. pretty quick, right? If you do the trends and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? And then you have the transition where people don't want to do the transition to YouTube because they're like, man, that's a lot of slow growth on YouTube because it is slow. I mean, it's it's YouTube. It's a it's a giant in the media whole sphere, right? But then you get to podcasts, and I tell people like, whoa, you really got to let that shit marinate because <laughs> yeah, like it's it, it's gonna be like you gotta build like a catalog. You gotta do all this other stuff. Um, it takes time to do that, right? And 
it's still the best, I think, for me. Uh, I love doing the podcast because I can just fire and forget, and we get good comments or whatever. I don't really, I don't know. It's not like the other. Anyways, well, he's also great. a failed YouTuber, so the podcast actually did YouTuber. something. Yeah. And yeah. That's what... They did. Yeah, they did. I mean, I, the, the majority of the BTO listeners comes from podcast downloads, mm-hmm. not from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you hit something, you know, yep. like you get yep. a wheeler yep. that goes to like a 30,000 show or something like that. Yeah, we, we haven't right. done that and we barely yeah, done that. Yeah, that's just kind of how it is. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, there's, dude, like Zaldane's, have you well, seen the numbers? Listen. The numbers Zaldane's been getting? I mean, they're averaging 20 For to 40 a, a podcast or a show. Now yep. they're only doing one every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, but those are done really well. Those are done. Those are like those uh, those podcasts that aren't like those are YouTube podcasts. Those are yeah. So I get it. But, you can get it audio. Dude, they've only. got a they got like a twenty three year old kid that lives in their house. That's what mm. he does. He's full time. Yep. Like they're like, hey Charles, we good yep. to go? And he, Charles has the four cameras set up, and he's yep. behind a pr- production yep. desk, and he's like, yeah, let's roll. And then you know they're done, and he chops it up and edits it all and does all that stuff. So I mean, they have yep. to be. At least sixty k in just on him. Whew. All right, Alex. If you want to make it, no, big, it's probably only out about sixty k, buddy. That five hundred ain't gonna cut it. No. Hey, hey, hey! Listen, Brewskies. If you'd like to be our Jamie, um, our, our our production bitch, um, I will pay you uh, five hundred chewy granola bars every <laughs> quarter. He'll send you stickers happen. six months after you ask. What do you do? Oh. Just rip the M, download the MP3 here and then run it through a rendering program and then toss it up on like a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he said a rendering. No, we don't do any of that shit, dog. So, so we go through Streamyard and we yeah. uh, Streamyard. We, we just do audio only. That's it, man. We don't do any editing. I don't know if Paul told you. Like, yeah, we don't. <clears throat> Well, there was editing in last week's episode, but uh, no, normally we don't. It's it's kind of like we. So Adobe, this is like I guess if anybody wants to know anything of like the podcast industry, but Adobe's like has their new podcast uh, software, and I played around with it, and it's pretty cool because they can cut the uh, blank spaces out and the ums and the things like that, right? Oh, really? Yep, but you can only do an hour at a time, and since we're long form. That kind of is an issue because you can only do it an hour at a time, and it takes around four hours to render that audio. So it, if you go, uh, it recognizes Cut. that. But Cut. there's a there's another program that costs thirty dollars a month. That's much better. It's called Descript. See, and De- no. Descript, Descript. No. Yes, I had Descript. No. Yes, no, no. I had Descript, Descript is. It takes out God, all the ums, all the, it, the it, it will make the podcast flow. All you have to do is hit a button and it does it and you have to choose what to take in or out. Yeah. So, so I played with Descript though. The only problem with Descript is it's going to drop your audio quality a uh, lot. Yeah. So, that's so if you have a good mic, like we all do, because we're all ballers, um, <laughs> it's going to make you sound like you're talking on a Fisher Price mic. It, it sucks. I've tried that with ours. Um, it, it sucks. The the Adobe podcast one is really nice. The only problem is you have to wait a long time for it to process through. So, 
Well, that will never all, work for Bass and Brews because if you're gone again, I there's no way I yeah. could ever get a podcast no. out on a Friday. <laughs> no, no, there's no, there's even no with one. The, I'm never with the week lead time that I have now. It was still yeah, yeah. out on Friday I'm, at nine. I'm not leaving anytime soon, um, but I, yeah, no, there's no fucking way. I, I can't even get Paul to. Paul was texting me before the show. I was in a important meeting, and Paul's like, "Hey, it's not connected to our YouTube. It it hasn't been connected to this. Like, we we've shifted YouTube channels like a month ago, maybe two months ago, mm-hmm. and Paul still can't fucking figure it out from the settings. He's Literally, like, working with the Helen Keller of podcasts. Dude, he, just, I, he can't listen, see or fucking hear anything. I'm on Paul's side on this because I'll have everything <laughs> set up for everything, and I will log on, and I haven't touched a damn thing, and yeah. it'll be totally screwed. Well, yeah, but even, that's not this. No, well, no, everything's up. set up. Everything's no, set up. Wait, even today, we log on, Matt gets on here, and I can't hear him. And he logs off and on. He's over there pressing buttons on all his shit behind him. And I was like, well, let me go check my audio. See, I've got like a whole. <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got the board. Yeah. And I'm joking with him. I'm like, what, is this your damn first time doing a podcast or something? Well, come to find out something happened on my soundboard that did not. I didn't <laughs> so want to say it, so but I knew fault. that it was on <laughs> your end. No, because... it's 100%. Because I had like five checks here. So like I was no, like, it's, the mute's not on. I'm reading this. I'm reading this. It says that I'm connected to the right. No, it, it's couldn't. always Paul. It's Alex, always Paul. Paul Alex, got a fucking mixing fuck board. Up, I didn't fuck up the intro today. Oh, good. No, it was good, smooth. Good. It was awesome. You had me on. We had a pre-production meeting. He told me how it was going to go. Oh, God. He brought it me back awful. in. The intro, smooth as oh, butter. Fuck. But oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I did the intro and I did the intro like how Matt does the BTL intro and he didn't he didn't perk up or say anything. Because hmm. when hmm. I said that this is the third year of Bass and Brews podcast. Yeah, we've never done that before. That was well, never. Well, here's what that I was, was trying to do. I posted it that I was recording it, but I was trying to figure out if you guys were live on YouTube or not. Oh. But it no. didn't pop up live on YouTube. Nope. It's yep. So this is Paul. So, so this is also Paul being a, um, while Paul is uber entertaining, he is the worst at setting this up. Like, I make sure to send an email out saying, like, hey, it's a live broadcast, but it's not actually live. Right. We don't edit, blah, you know, I go through that whole podcast. I didn't have to do that shit. But, hey, we only have one live podcast a year, and it's the end of the year kegger. Yeah. Okay. And so. uh, Matt, you should come out for this one. You want to come out for this one? If I'm I'm around, yeah, shoot me a. Yeah, so I've. Like, come out in person? No. Well, um, hell yeah. If you want to start, like, look. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he lives, no. Matt, Actually, no. No, wait, I don't wait. want it. No. He, he lives in New Jersey. You okay. do not want to go do it there. Come to North Carolina. We'll go fish Sharon Harris Jordan and uh, Falls, and we'll crappy <laughs> fish and bass fish and catch thirty pound limits and unlimited. Or you could crappy. come to New Jersey and fish with Mike Iconelli and me. On the Delaware. No, no. By that I mean uh, the one time no, I fished on you... his private lake on his house, and I got kicked out. Now I have a vendetta against him. <laughs> oh, really? It you wasn't him. To fish no, no, it wasn't him. It was like uh, the complex that he lives on has a, mm-hmm. uh, or his housing development has a lake, and yeah. uh, I, I fished it in the kayak, and I, I got like cops called on me. <laughs> Would you just sit out in the middle and be like, "Come get me"? <laughs> well. <laughs> So I, I fucking should have. Right. 
You know what? <laughs> Fuck, where were you, Matt? Because honestly, I should have sat out there and been like, bitch, I'm you Coast Guard. You should have been like, okay. I I'm mean, Coast Guard. This is my jurisdiction, there, bitch. You <laughs> um, that perch? Yeah. Yeah, so when I, I, I uh, rode to shore, they were like, hey, you can't be here, blah, blah, blah. So then I turned that into a personal vendetta that uh, I catch more fish than Mike Iaconelli. That's why he doesn't <laughs> want me on his private lake. I think yep. Vegas is going to be able to hold his own pretty soon. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty Vegas sure that he's he's yeah. going to be uh, yeah. he's going to be doing things in the fishing world yeah. uh, very very soon to be a a young <laughs> chap. Okay, so so Matt, you probably or not probably you've definitely talked to Mike before. And I don't know if this has ever been brought up. Why is that kid called Vegas? Is that where he was conceived? or? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Did, you don't know. They, have... go to, they go to Vegas every year to renew their vows every single they year. They go somewhere. Vegas. They renew their vows every oh, single year. Oh, is it year. not Vegas every year? Uh, that might have been where him and Becky met. Okay. I don't know why I would know all this history about my mortal <laughs> enemy uh, because I catch more fish than him in yeah, the see, South Yeah, see, he's Alex's region. mortal enemy, and he's my like my fishing legend. If there's, if you ever have ask you ever fished a yak tournament against him? Who, no, Alex, because Alex doesn't no. tournament. Fish. I don't do tournaments. No. You, me, Ball. no, I yeah. have been. No. I have been at the, any he's of the dabbles. tournaments. Yeah, I haven't been at the tournaments he's on. He's he's been at. No, I haven't. Um, and also, all. he's not my him. enemy. Like, I'll be clear, like, uh, it's all a facade. Like, if Mike Iaconelli is like, I want to come on this show, I'd be like, huh. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, you can come on this show. <laughs> It'd be uh, be real awkward and weird, and I have to explain how I've made fun of you for three years. Um, but but he's never given up, you know? He's never given do up. You, uh, do you guys remember when he was sponsored by Laser Lure? No. It was a long time. It was like the 10s, the right. 2010s, Yes, right? so he was sponsored by Laser Lure for a while, and it was a lure that shot a laser. That's why they named it Laser Lure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Matt's dropping deep knowledge right now. Um, really but industry secrets. He came out with this color called Blue Bruiser, I think, oh. for the Bassmaster Classic on the Red River. And he was going to win the Bassmaster Classic on this crankbait that shot lasers out of its eyes and was black and blue. So later that year, we were on Gunnersville for a media event back when all I did was write. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's back when you so I would, you know, have a little recorder and we'd go out on the water and I'd take pictures of what I was yeah, going to yeah. write about. That, do the whole that was thing. back when he was relevant. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't, I'm telling you what, look, look all right, I'm going to interrupt the story real quick, Matt. Alex and I have never met in person, but the no, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to slap him across the face like Will Smith. How did you guys meet then? Uh, I reached out to Alex on Instagram and said, hey, if you ever need a shitty guest for your podcast, I'm available. Yep. And like a month yep. later, I was a guest. And then three episodes later, I was brought on as co-host. Nice. Yep. It works. It did. I completely wrecked the podcast world. Kind of. It but anyway, go back really to your work. story. Yeah. It's no, way more fun. But than anyway, this. we were on Gunnersville a couple months later. And uh, oh, so we're at the classic where this laser lure deal goes down. <laughs> and we've got the, we've got the, we're at the Red River and we've got the wide open booth set up in the Skeeter dealership. And in the Skeeter dealership, they have a hog trough in there. Mm -hmm. And they've got all these fish in there. And they were bringing in, it was like, 
Duckett and Iconelli and one one other guy, but they both were like title sponsored with laser lure. <laughs> and they would get up all day and we were shooting Bassone stuff shows all day so we had to hear everything and we'd go live in between them they'd bring every you know all these people would come in it was like adjacent to the deal and they'd get up there and they'd throw these laser lures in the water <laughs> boom see the laser shooting out of the eyes and the fish would just come up and just smoke them without hooks on and they're like oh, the fish love lasers and uh <laughs> no, this is true look it up laser lure no i and, uh, and people want to talk shit about four facing sonar no shit. Um, I think it's let interesting, finish, Alex. Shh, let him finish. Interrupt no, it, it's just it's, it's so anyway. Harold <laughs> Allen, who was a, our our co-host there at the end, we're like they're shutting down one night. And no one's in there, and he's like, "I'm sick of this laser lure shit." He goes, "Watch this," and he uh, looks around, and there's a rod with the laser lure on, and he cuts it off, and he ties a freaking pen to it like this. <laughs> And he casts that thing out and he reels it across and they come up and just destroy the ballpoint. Pen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, see, it has nothing to do. So anyway, a couple, couple months later, I'm in the, on, at that uh, media event with Ike and uh, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, before we do anything, you have to actually catch a fish on a laser. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A hump and he's laughing his ass off. Sure as hell, he catches a two-pounder, and then he cuts it off, and we do all of our stuff. <laughs> I, uh, Dude, I, I think it's great how you have that insight, too, because, it, I mean, you have to have seen some of the bullshit that comes out. And, and I get it. Like, it's, it's supposed to grab people. Like, I understand the business side of it, right? But, like, as fishermen, you got to sometimes look at it and be like, what mm -hmm. the fuck are we doing? This does not make sense. Dude, it's cool that you this, have that perspective. There was this dude, God, and it would have been 2009, 2010, maybe. So there was this guy that uh, some of the guys started showing up and they had all these patches on. Let me see. I can't, I can't, there's no way I can remember the name of this. This was <laughs> big back in this year. This was a big deal. He's throwing around all this money and he's sponsoring all these like the older guys out there and stuff. They're getting on stage going, you know, I caught two bass the last eight years and I put these patches on my knees and now I'm weighing in limits. <laughs> and it, was, it was like this, this health and wellness guru. And he walked around in one of those T-shirts where he cut the straps out. So it was just like lats and arms and like, oh, yeah, you know, cut all the that's way called down. the yeah, yeah, that's called the Philly tank top. Yeah, and he had, uh, and he was ripped, and he had this bus, like a full size bus that was wrapped with these, these magic patches that was supposed to make you like pain free and superhuman. And he had all these guys wearing these, like, like there'd be twenty guys that would go up on stage and be like, "Yeah, you know, I caught that eight pounder. See this patch right here? It gave me the energy I needed." You know, I wouldn't have been able to lean down there. And it's like, it's, you know, it's prolonged my career by 20 years and stuff. So he just is there like every day he followed the tour around and he's sponsoring all these guys. He's, these guys are like, dude, I'm he, like making mega money, but none of them had ever actually seen 
oh dude you want to go into some scams oh dude i got a freaking great oh. one. i got a freaking water guy too um <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes we want to oh, hear this all the great yes. one this involves yes. dropping a guy off at a hotel he didn't even stay at and then i'm leaving and he's walking across the freaking hotel and he's like not even from this country it was wild <laughs> um uh okay back to back to the, the patch guy. so he like shows up for three quarters of the year and i mean he's like promising these guys all this money they've got all these patches i mean they're like patch it like i don't even know what the hell they were well, like stick on patches yeah like athletes wear now where like it's like no the, the... they were like they had like uh like magic stuff inside of them like, <laughs> like, copper, like is it the old copper stuff. stuff that brett Favre okay. and jerry rice were were pushing years ago the copper was, sleeves and similar and, it was similar to a copper it was a patch thing Okay. But it was a, a patch. And then, you know, he had, you know, a quarter million dollar wrapped RV and it would be there. And, you know, it was like, and then he didn't show up for a tournament. And we were all like, oh, I don't know where this guy is. And then it turns out he got freaking arrested for like a giant freaking Ponzi scheme. Like, with all this stuff. and he's like, did like, he's in jail. Never heard from him again. And the next tournament, no one had patches on. <laughs> Hey, hey, listen, uh, Magic Patch Guy, if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, uh, Bass and Brews is available. Do you want Do you want to hear the alkaline water guy? Yes, I want to yes, hear the water story. absolutely Okay, do. this one, there's still some guys that are sore about this one. So he came on and he title sponsored. So he was French. French-Canadian, I want to say. The worst and, French. And uh, I've got, I don't have a, I have a bottle somewhere. I don't know where it is. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It was some sort of water, but it was like that alkaline deal water. But he did like a big deal. And I want to say, I know it was with Edwin and Dean. Mm. It might have been mm. with Alton Jones too, but I know it was Edwin and Dean. We're talking like title sponsor money. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this guy came on. This is this big giant water company. They want to get into the outdoor industry. It, this is water that rehydrates you better than water was their their push right right got a nice slick bottle it's like you know he's got these guys out there talking about how you know i felt really alkaline out there today until i chugged three of these things <laughs> and uh he shows up so so he shows up to a tournament where the hell were we we were uh we were in florida I know this. We were staying at a trailer park in Florida. Like a, a double wide trailer park. We were staying in a double wide VRBO because the 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 like like Clem and Nancy next door invited us over for meatloaf. Because <laughs> we had like the big boats there and stuff. Ma, where's the meatloaf? But Ma. I had to go I had to go pick this guy up because he flew in from Canada and he was there to like do all these deals with these big time pros and so i go to pick him up and i was picking him up at like the days in in florida and he's like hey i'll be at the gas uh, i got his number and he can barely speak he, he speaks english but it's thick mm -hmm. and uh he's like just pick me up at the gas station in front which i didn't think anything of it i just assumed he like walked out of his room or whatever um so i pick him up and he comes back and then we have this dinner with it's just bizarre dinner so it's like me and rojas 
and this guy named like Jean Paul and then like Clem and Nancy who are 80 year old who live in Florida. And we just happened to be VRBOing next to them. <laughs> and they wanted to have like a dinner with the Bass Pro, right? They look like they, they probably had that the red Florida 70 year old wrinkly skin. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Really like leather. Looking yeah, like smoking Marlboro Reds. But I just remember this because this guy just was talking about some weird shit, like all dinner. Like, we're looking at each other like, is this guy like on shrooms or what's going on? <laughs> and, but, you know, you got to humor him because he's paying these guys big bucks and stuff. So then I go to drop him off at the hotel afterwards and I just get like weird vibes. Oh, this was the thing. Um, he asked to borrow money. Because his wallet had been stolen at the airport. <laughs> what? You got Nigerian. So how does he you get got, home? Hold on. You got Nigerian prince at a fucking yes, this takes, So this is this is where it gets weird. So I I drop him off at the gas station, not at the no, I said, I'll just drop you off at your room. And he's like, no, 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 you don't have to just drop me off the gas station. I'll walk. I'm gonna get some beer at the gas station and then go to my room. Okay, whatever. So the next day. I'm in the media trailer and I'm talking to dudes and I said, uh, you know, this guy, blah, blah, blah. Poor guy lost his wallet. And one of the other dudes is like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, so he's doing a deal with a guy that I represent and he flew down and I was there and he lost his wallet that time too. Oh shit. And I'm like, what? So now he's flown to America twice and twice he's gotten pickpocketed at the airport in a row. <laughs> so I have to go pick him up the next night because he's back for dinner. We go back, we have dinner. Turns out the guy, it, it was a complete freaking farce. Like no one got paid. He oh, was taking shit. water and like repackaging it. Perfect. <laughs> like just right, like pouring water into the bottles with the packaging. Yeah. And he was like a super fan who just wanted to be around fishing, yeah. had nothing to do like, with the water industry. So the next night when I drop him off, I dropped him off at the hotel and I went down the road. And when I went back around, he was walking across the hotel parking lot away from the hotel, like into a vacant lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Listen. then it gets even more bizarre. Then he no showed the third day and we have never heard from him since in the last 15 years. Damn. Damn. Cause I'm trying to so find a water sponsor. Um, and this guy sounds perfect. Listen, I can verify this story with like four <laughs> or five different guys. That's wild. That's that is that's absolutely insane that shit like that happens in a sport like in the I fishing mean, dude, in the biggest fishing mm -hmm. realm of well, fishing. I mean, if you're a pro and a guy's like, hey, I represent this massive like I mean, I did a deep dive into this afterwards, like on Google and stuff like that, mm. and it was it was all a farce. It was just fake. Yeah, that's crazy. Is so, so we got we got magic patches. Yeah, and we got patches. alkaline water, and we got yeah. laser lures. <laughs> Which was, I mean, it was a legit. They sold them. They were in, yeah, all the major retailers and stuff. They just didn't didn't last very long. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, how long do the lasers last? I mean, what do you got little watch batteries in there you got to replace and shit? Or they water tied? That, that just doesn't seem yeah, like no, it. Yeah, there are some quality control issues, I believe. Hey, hey, real quick, what years were you at OU? Uh, oh, I came in in 05 through 08. 
I I played at Oklahoma in 2001. Football. Really? Mm-hmm. So you were there the year after they won the national championship? Yep. Yep. I did not know they that. Won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they won, because he was off the team. Nope, it was after the year, dumbass. Really? Yeah. 2001, I can't remember. Hold Y'all on. had a linebacker, Rocky, something or another. Yeah, that was uh that was the first game 2001 we played us against Oklahoma. We ended up getting beat, but we had a good second half and made it closer than a lot of people thought. Paul didn't play any of the fucking game though. Yes, he I was did. The I third played two string. Games, thank you. He was the third string Second fucking for punter. Two years. I played in yeah. two games. Alex is just mad because he spent 20 years in the Coast Guard mat, and this motherfucker can't tie a knot on a fishing lure to save his life. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I definitely can. No, Can doesn't. you do that thing like when you're docking and you just like toss the rope and it goes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex, can you do that? Can you? Can Have you, you seen tie? those videos? Yes. Hell yes. Awesome. Alex can't do that. that like they that get was... it ready like that and then they like toss it out and the rope just goes <laughs> right around and it's like docked. What not? No. What not is that, Alex? That's not what I did in the Coast Guard. So, <laughs> no, oh. I can't do that. Yeah. He fixed toilets. I feel like. Um... I had such a high expectation of this episode when I saw Matt, and uh, now my dreams are very broken because I feel like he's making fun of me because I can't do. <laughs> no, I wasn't. That was serious. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought. I thought that like you had to do that no. even if that wasn't your job. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I. No, I can't do it the fancy way. I have done it before, but not the fancy way. But that's not what I did in the Coast Guard. So. Oh, okay. But most of those guys that t- that do what you're doing, I think, is a bowline. But the, your tree guys, a your tree cutters, huh? your tree cutters, those are the guys, those are the knot guys. Hey, no, I mean, the hey. knot guys are boats and mates. In the Coast Guard, they're boats and mates. That's not what I did. I found people and things. That was my job. I got you. So you had a cool yeah. job. Still have a cool job. No. No, not even no. as a civilian. Okay. <laughs> I definitely don't have a cool job at all, and it's the best job ever. Um, but... Uh, no, like, yeah, we, we, we just did. I, I was an operational specialist, so I did, uh, we were like the, uh, you know in the movies when they're sitting in a room and it's all blacked out and you just see like red light, oh, yeah. there's a bunch of radars and stuff, that's yeah. what I did, that's what I did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 was, he was one of the people that they based the hunt for the Red October on. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, uh, so the Coast Guard doesn't. Submarine. Yeah, yeah, Coast Guard doesn't have submarines. for things that weren't supposed to be in the ocean. Well, so when I was on land, my job was to look for people. Okay. Right? So I would use like computer programs and things like that to find people. I worked in a search and you rescue. You think you could office. find this guy? Yeah. The water no. guy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who the water guy is. Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that water guy? If he's in the water, yeah. So, so it's really funny. And, uh, well, maybe not funny. Uh, did you know that Adrian uh, Vina uh, runs a commercial fishing business? I did. Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, his... How do I say this properly? Um, well, I'm out now. But um, So, they had an accident like three years ago. Did yep. you know about that? I did. Yeah, so I was the search and rescue controller for that accident. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So serious stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. When his, uh, the dregs basically caught and then uh, ended up capsizing and sinking 
his boat he was uh conch fishing for so that was my job on land he was what fishing conch it's, it's conch okay whatever paul i'm the, not the i'm CH, not arguing with you the ch is a k case <clears throat> paul i'm not arguing with you anymore about anything to do with pronunciation because you say it's salmon enu- it's enunciation it oh, is he, God, hey, he does say so crappy Oh my God! How do you? All right, Pangrak. How do you say S A L M O N? Salmon. Salmon. Yep. That's the right way. Nope, Matt, you're right. This fucking Matt, bum. But I, listen, I'm weird because I was a hockey player in Illinois who then lived up north <laughs> and then moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> so no, no. I'm. You're but still hold right, on. Alex. Hold on. If you have a buddy and his name is spelled S A L, how do you say that? Matt, that's for you. Sal. Mun. See? Salmon. Thank you. My mom was also an English teacher for 30 years, so there's all yes. sorts of reasons why things are silent we, and pronunciation. We talked about this. To, and, my, mama, yeah. my mama is still an English teacher. My mama said My mama said that. <laughs> my, mama, my, mama my mama said, said all them alligators all ornery. Cause got I mean, you could do the same thing no to be much. like you say, you say scared, but you also say scissors. Scared. Well, all right. So that's where, a silent C. Where I grew up, I worked with a guy. Well, I was uh, I was in high school and worked at the wildlife refuge, and he would say, "What did you do uh, at the wildlife strike. refuge?" He would say, "Strike instead of strike, and rule instead of fuel." What? Hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, hey, real quick though, Panger, we asked you the fornicate, marry, annihilate. Oh question we did so we did. now we have a sound bite and you oh. listen to this sound bite <laughs> oh paul i love you you're, Thank you're you so an much. angler you're an uh, angler so we're on. expecting a better we were, we're expecting a better answer than last week's episode but be ready we have, we have a be sound ready, bite Matt. we have be a sound ready, bite Matt. coming up listen closely and tell us what what's going on on this sound bite you ready love this yep all right one three two one Dude, I've been waiting for someone to do this for 10 years. Who's going to who? Who's going to who? I've been waiting for 10 years for someone to do oh. gay porn or guy landing fish. <laughs> <laughs> and it just happened. That made my night. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends what you're doing with the fish. <laughs> oh, it's... uh. Oh, man. That is so, that is a Gunnersville. That's a Gunnersville fish getting yeah. punched out of the grass out of a, from a guy in a kayak. Yep. A yep. local guy to me, Wyatt Hammond, uh, was that's oh. he. So we had him on the episode a few weeks mm. ago, or on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he says, "Hey, have y'all ever listened to fishing videos without the video?" And oh, Alex yeah, and I both disturbing. are taken <laughs> aback a little bit. Yeah. Like, no, and so it, he, we're like, well like reenact it he wouldn't reenact it he said let me find the clip and he, he played that clip and he that's what it was he said if you were to, yeah if you were to listen to oh. bass fishing but not watch it like what where would your mind take you yeah that's very interesting and that also shows like uh 
how out of shape most middle-aged white guys are too because <laughs> i mean you're reeling in a fish and it, i mean it sounds oh, like shit. you're halfway up everest <laughs> oh I my mean, god I'm the same way too i was fishing with my buddy the other day and he goes hey man you realize every time you get out of the seat you grunt <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, I'm not saying that to like make you feel bad. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> well, I think also if you look at most like hook sets and when somebody catches a fish, like when they're on a bass boat, they look so stupid. They hit it and then they like tippy toe and they're like working it around. And I get it, like I get the whole process, but you look like a moron. Um, and I think this just adds to it. I think it's amazing. This is my. If 2023 gave me anything on this podcast, it's this fucking sound clip. Listen, so I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. I think you should not only take that sound clip, I think yeah. you should search for other sound clips and incorporate it into your show. And it so, should be a it should be a segment, I'm, porn yep. or guy, guy yep. fishing. And then right, so Alex, I look Alex, through. Make a note. Make no, a no, note, no. Alex. Take Paul. notes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've looked through. All I have is like uh, my my failed YouTube career, right? <laughs> and uh, mine aren't as funny. They're not as good. Uh, it doesn't sound erotic at all. So I love the listeners of Bass and Brews. If you guys have a clip of you guys uh, fishing and it sounds a little suspect, send it to us. You can hit us up on TikTok. And that's all yours. That is that doesn't that doesn't yeah. that's not a BTL. That's not BTL material. But that is. <laughs> Perfect for Bassett Bruce. Oh, no, yes, no. it is. It's 100% yes, it is. in porn, brand with porn, us. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the porn or fishing. Listen to the audio clip. Like and last you, just week. Have, you just have five or six. Five yep. or six. Yeah. Well, here's here's the problem, Alex. One of, <laughs> we have, one hold of us, on. One, hold on. No, 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 no. One of us is going to have to go onto our computer and go yep. look up porn yep. and start pulling off porn sound bites. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I just I just realized that when Matt said it, he said uh, you got to get five or six clips. So that I've got a tax write off. No, what am I well, gonna write off? We don't make any no. money off this bitch. Well, not only that, who's paying for porn now? I mean, there's so much free stuff out there. Yeah, um, it's. Yeah, that's a whole different there's show. A, there's a future. There's a future with that bit. We hey, we're gonna run with it because if there's anybody Especially, on this podcast, listen, that if knows you how incorporate that and then bring Astro Glide in, that's a freaking plan. <laughs> Yo, <bro>. dude, <laughs> they sponsor that segment, dude. Yeah, you guys yeah. are set. You're yeah. set for life. You're bringing in freaking some serious coins. Hold on, porn if, if, or bass brought to you. This is the porn or bass uh, segment yep. brought to you by Astro Glide. Because even that first one works perfect. It could be the Bass or Ass segment sponsored by Ass. Bass or Ass? Yes. Bass or Ass. And then then if your guest gets him right, you send them product. Yes. They get a free free Astroglide bottle. Because who doesn't like explaining that when it shows up on a Tuesday afternoon? (laughs) The wife's like, oh, is this my exfoliator coming from Amazon? (laughs) Or is this Astroglide? That's well, for the hey, screen door. Hanger, we can we can do some really cool stuff Listen. with the post office too because Alex's wife is a postal now, worker. She is. She's uh you know, hey, for, well, for the longest time we called her uh Amandy, uh your friendly postal worker. 
but after last week's episode, I want to make sure it's clear. Uh, she's your unfriendly postal worker. <laughs> well, Matt, I know you hadn't opened up your package that I sent you, but oh. a couple episodes we, we talked about uh, when I send packages out, Oh, oh, you I don't goodness. send a glitter bombs with all of them. Last one, it oh. had the most random stuff I've ever seen in my life. You said, here's the thing. Last one, though, you sent paper clips, and I'm not kidding. I was in dire need of some paper yes. clips. And I was like, how in the hell do I not have a paper clip in this house? And then I opened it, and there were like seven various sized paper clips in the package. And I used every single one of them within 24 hours of opening the package. Oh my God. Well, damn, Matt, I wish can I you? That I and it had suckers. It had some dum dums in there. <laughs> Matt, can you not fucking uh, encourage this awful behavior from him? It was I all said, wrapped up in a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He got a t but Matt got a t shirt with his trash. Alex, what did, he what did get? you get? What did you get? Uh, what 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 t shirt did you get, Matt? I have two t shirts from Paul. Oh. I've got a, a Crusher shirt, and then I've got one with your face on it, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear that one too. It's yellow. It's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I said my Alex. kids, my kids wear that shirt, and they're like, "Look at this weird dude on it." <laughs> it's the hey. funniest thing. And then my oldest will go, "That's Paul, Alex's buddy." I'm like, yeah, it is. Can you Alex, not mention that? <laughs> Alex let his daughters listen to this podcast because Alex told me one time he had to translate what I was saying to them. It's like, what is yeah. what is he saying? Yeah, they they struggle with his, uh, his diction. Accent. Yeah, yeah, his, his, his <laughs> diction. Sake. Yeah, diction. <laughs> That's what it's called. I sent I sent Alex that hat that hat he's uh -huh. wearing. I sent it with a box full of goodies, too. Yeah. Matter of fact, we had Tiny Tupoles texting me because I asked for his address a couple weeks ago. And last week, he texted me back and says, forget my address. I don't want <laughs> trash in the mail. <laughs> hey, hey, Paul, total side note. So uh, when Paul sent me this hat, he also sent me, like, the big straw hat that has this on it, right? Mm -hmm. We did that really cool. Uh, we did a TikTok video. Uh, with all of uh, my family basically wearing the straw hat, giving a y'all look because that's his little catchphrase, right? Um, it's going to happen again at Christmas, Paul. So mm -hmm. be prepared. So Amanda, my wife, uh, her family has, they call it. Um... And was she going to wear the panties I sent her? No. Anyways, um, they call it the white trash, white Christmas, right? So we have a Christmas party, but your, your job is to bring the cheapest bottle of wine you can bring and then everybody tastes it. Oh yeah. So there's also oh, a lot of like, painful. dude, it's awful. There's a lot of like mad dog 2020 involved. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But for this, I'm breaking the hat out again. Amanda said we got to break the hat out again, so we're gonna break out the y'all look grass hat again for that uh, because I, I want to do it like deep into the tasting because everybody takes like a legitimate like half a cup and it's like 40 cups of garbage wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all these Polacks just get fucking hammered. These Polacks and Italians get fucking annihilated. 
I got a DD because uh, my wife is a lush and also uh, partakes in it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a really funny uh, y'all look video. Sounds like it. Mm -hmm. I feel like Sounds everybody's doing something else right now other than Sounds like, like, like Matt's watching his sponsors canceling him uh, <laughs> as it's going through. I'm all good. <laughs> I mean, there's not many Forbes. I've told some good ones. I've told some good ones I've never told before. Ah, I love mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I feel like well, that's I, what happens when you come on a podcast where yeah. you only like 50 people listen. You can tell the <laughs> shit that you don't care about anybody hearing. You guys just got to keep at it. It'll keep growing. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Hey <-o. laughs> I really right, think let's... the future is with Astroglide because I promise uh -huh. you, if the word gets out that there is a bass fishing show or a fishing show <laughs> that is sponsored by Astroglide, skyrocketed views just well, out of pure morbid curiosity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yep. we, we, I mean, everybody knows we fully leaned into cat, uh, kayak bass fishing nation said, we're not a fishing show. <laughs> we're a variety show. Is that like, that's like the Bravo channel kayak fishing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know. No, no you're fucking kayak. right. You are you're, right. That is saying spot it's a second on. class or anything. Like, don't come nope. at me, kayak anglers. I fully respect it. No, nope, you're it. absolutely right. If I grunt getting up out of a bass boat, I ain't kayak fishing. I watch <laughs> Bailey's videos and I'm like, man, that guy has like, he's he's agile like a cat. And I, no, he's no, not no, agile, too. No, Bo, he's on. got that thighs is... like a fucking monster. He's got thighs like Zeus, and I don't know <laughs> how he gets up there, too. Out. So, I mean, yeah, he's got those hockey thighs yeah. for sure. Yeah. Look, you can't watch his videos and, and correlate that to other kayakers. Is kayak is... fish. I mean, I watch Christine Fisher and... Uh, okay, uh... again, you can't correlate Christine <laughs> Fisher to regular kayakers either. I mean, she's she's a, a, a tall, like, All 100 pounds. All of her pounds. videos look like her kayak's going like this, and she's just standing there like a statue. Yeah. Like, yeah. she never loses yeah. her balance, ever. Yeah. But I she stand up to... standing up, like, on the front of the damn thing. Dude, I stand up to pee and I stand yeah. up to pee in my kayak, and Wait. I have to like I have to before I start going tinkle, I have to like get in rhythm with the waves so Wait, my fat ass don't fall out. Like Matt, that's a whole. Have you ever thing. been on a legit kayak? Nope. Uh, like a I legit... mean, I've been on a paddleboard. I've been no, no, in like no. one of the cheap plastic kayaks, but you like I've been never a... been in like a Hobie or anything like that. Oh man, Dude. how does this not happen? We got to get you oh. a real kayak. Dude, this is a whole, yeah, but, like, well, I'm going to tell you what, like, you're, it, it's not as sketchy as people think mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at all. Like, uh, he runs a Hobie. Uh, I, I run an Old Town. Like, you're, both those boats are, um, can be reasonable, and you're not going to fall out of them at all. Unless well, you legitimately try, like, Wolf of Walmart, who somehow wants to, like, purposely flip his shit. That's the is that a dude like ever. on YouTube who intentionally? No, nah, he's the guy a... that makes the memes for uh, us who just got his yeah. first kayak. But no, nah, they're, they're look, have we got to get you in a real kayak? I mean, yeah, all dude. the all the professional guys are hopping into the kayaks. I mean, you know, we got to get yeah, you, you in. Got Jordan Lee and Justin Lucas. I I mean, you're Lucas. not in the elite series yet, so maybe this is your avenue. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
Look, you won't have to worry about your transmission going out hauling the kayak down the road. Hey, did you yeah, get a new I, truck? Or are you still putting transmissions in the old Chevy that had like three hundred thousand miles? Listen, on it? I have, I have, I just looked tonight because, like I said, I had to go out to get some beer because I, I didn't have any beer in the house. Yeah, uh, I have two thousand nine hundred ninety-one oh, or two. God. 299,991 miles oh my on my God. 2018 Chevy Silverado. Jesus right Christ. What's Two days percent- ago, I just had to put new uh, new uh, brake pads and rotors on the front. What's the like percentage of those miles that you're hauling your bass cat on? Uh, I'd say probably 30%, 30 to 40% of them. I still so drive could, a lot, and then I lived up in Tulsa for three years and drove. Uh, f- I drove five and a half hours round trip every four days a week for three years. Mm. So Talk you could do the same choice, thing. That was a bad life choice. You could do the same thing in a Kia Rio <laughs> with a fucking Alex, uh, Alex doesn't. Know, Alex doesn't know that history, but I do, so I'll laugh with you. Yep. <laughs> you could do the same thing in a Kia Rio. Uh, with a uh, with some kind of attachment on the back for your kayak. Yeah, I'm just saying, kayak fishing uh, at some point becomes the the uh, <laughs> how do I say this properly? It it it, it becomes the guys who tried to be uh, pro bass fishermen's outlet. Yeah. yeah, in some extent, I think there's some guys who started in it and they freaking <laughs> no, they like, have. Dude, I'm like, just messing with you. Want to talk like that, Drew Gregory guy? He's fairly aggressive, but he's like, he's all in on that stuff. He is. Is that a fair assessment? Like he's there's good. A, there's a lot of money to be made in the kayak yeah. We just had mm-hmm. our local. We do the Queen City Chronicles, which is a local club out of Charlotte area. They're one of the, they're, I think, still the biggest grassroots club. They averaged yep. this year 113 anglers per tournament. What? Kayak anglers, 113. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey. 113 kayak anglers? Average. Yeah, 113. No motors. This is uh-huh. all manual. So no torpedoes. No torpedoes. Nope. Yeah. Paddling or peddling. No, no, peddling. And mostly. And 113. And their TOC was this weekend. It was like $8,000. Eight thousand dollar payout for first, and guys have scope and ten inch oh, graphs yeah. and oh, all sorts. Yeah. Oh, dude! I mean, if you watch Bailey, Bailey's got Bailey's Matt, got two Matt, you on should you, you should have some of these guys. Like, have you had Russ Snyder's on yet? Uh, no, I listened to his one he did with uh, Zaldane. Mm-hmm. So here's the problem with BTO. Mm-hmm. The the when you're talking about like techniques and stuff like that, it's all good. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the kayak guys don't relate to the shows about bass boats. And then the bass you. boat guys just don't watch any of the kayak stuff. I get yeah, it. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So, you got to talk to your people. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I've I've dabbled in prob- – but I'm so freaking novice in it, and I don't know – I mean, I'm I know tell you it's what. like such a different culture. Like, like And then I'm have... terrified of it when you actually – dive into a facebook page or something like that and that's what i said it's like the freaking bravo channel it's like hey, you guys are fishing right like out of a kayak yeah, yeah. right but yeah, i mean yeah. it's like did he bend the board did he not bend the board yeah, is yeah. it 
you know, is it a fake? I mean, dude, well, like the stuff on that, it is straight savage hey, in the kayak well, hey, world. Hold, like, hold there's on, a lot Alex. of people who hate themselves in that deal. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the deal. Think about it like this, Hanger. Take it back to the 80s of bass fishing, professional bass fishing right. in a bass boats. And how you hear the, the, all the stories about the guys pushing the limits, pushing the rules. <laughs> In in the early part of the of, of fishing, and why, gas why tanks we, along the way, chainsawing into areas, digging yeah. out dams yeah. to shoot them at Roll, sixty miles an hour. Roland Martin, Roland Martin having Ladders. the platform on on his boat. Mm-hmm. You know, you know all these things early on in the bass fishing world. That's where we are in the kayak world. Is right now. It's the early part of it. So all the people are pushing the boundaries. So all these rules are coming about from people pushing the boundaries, the gray areas of the rules. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're seeing in the kayak world right now. Is there is people? Well, this this doesn't say this in the rules. It says this. And so yeah. if you take it back to the early days of the bass boat world, you had the same thing. But what you didn't have back in the 80s and 90s and the 70s and whenever you didn't have social media to blow it up to what it is now the last thing i really got in what is the kayak league that has like teams okay all right let me talk about this <laughs> so, I went down on that and i yeah. tried to get oh, into that yeah. and listen to some podcasts and but, i was like i said i was like this is like oh bro the real yeah. housewives of lake gunnersville <laughs> Yeah. So you had the guy on from Oklahoma. It was the KFL, the Cat Fishing League, and it went for two or three years. And yeah. then this year, the guy who started that just completely dropped off the face of the earth he and did. just ended it. And somebody else picked it up, and they had a season. But that you, you had the guy on. That was a awesome concept, a great concept. Yeah. But the guy who was running it just did not run it well. Is the, he's the nicest way to say it, but, but that was like that was a that was a cool concept. It just didn't yeah. go anywhere. But you're right. There's there's in fishing. There's drama anyway. But in the kayak world, we're in that part of the drama in the early stages of kayak fishing. That is everything is drama, but, but it's accentuated by social media, where they didn't have that in the early days of the bass boat world where guys were doing all the crazy shit. So is anybody actually like, I mean, cause you guys are like, have to go to the bank to like, has there ever been like kayak ramming kayaks and guys who actually like, like, Oh, let's pedal to the bank and have it out on the sand dunes. No, Uh, no, no, but there was an incident last year with the guy that fishes the, the queen city club out of Charlotte, uh, joy Randall. I think I, Fucking remembers. I think it was Joey. Anyway, but what? It was one of those guys. They were in Alabama. I can't remember where they were in Alabama. And a bass boat guy hit him. He was idling, but he hit him with the boat and was like, "Get that piece of, you know, get the fucking kayaks. This and that mm-hmm. shit." He's like, "Meet me at the dock." The guy, the, the kayak guy, was like, "Meet me at the dock." And he met him at the dock. They got in a fist fight. <laughs> they got whooped, whooped the bass boat guy's ass at the dock. Good. And people called the police. It's on KBN, you know, yeah. the Bravo. Yeah, okay, the Bravo. Bravo. And it, it, they called the police, and the, <laughs> the guy whooped the bass boat guy's ass on the on the ramp. So we don't have that much in the kayak world like that, but there are some areas in it the It seems like there's the a lot of DQs, a lot of great. Like there's a lot, a lot of, of DQs just because of uh, the nature of uh, yeah. 
the the uh, you know what I mean catch picture. But um, I would say you should have Russ Russ Snyder's on because he can talk to you about fishing, but more importantly, he can talk to you about decks. <laughs> Literally, but he was yeah. a he was a California nope. bass boat angler before he got yeah he was no no yeah he was yeah. no so, the most the most entertaining thing about Russ is his deck work. He is the deck master. Is that what he does? Does he build decks? Yep. And stuff? No, he doesn't. No, no, build he, them. Re-finishes he refinishes them. Yeah, refinishes, really? rebuilds yeah. decks. Is he the but, closest thing to a full-time kayak pro who actually like makes a salary um, living at kayak tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's like him, pre- Christine, mm-hmm. um, yeah. a couple other people, but yeah, yeah, he's up there. But he does uh, deck restoration on the side, and uh, hmm. we had him on the show. And uh, his fishing is obviously on point because he's one of the best in the game for kayak fishing. But you know what? I love that man for his deck work. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are laughing. Yeah. Paul, you were there. You loved his deck work. Look, I, I tell people all the time, whatever yeah. happens on this podcast, the next morning when I wake up, I have no idea what happened. Paul, Paul, no you said, said his deck work was strong. It was hard. Mm-hmm. It was fast. Mm-hmm. And it's proficient. So Yeah, it was. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful after product. Beautiful after product. Yeah. Good times. Patrick, All right. Do you have any more stories from back in the day that that come to your mind that are enlightening or outrageous? He's like, no, I'm hey, done. You spent a Man. lot of you spent a lot of time on boats with professionals. What's what? Who's the one angler you would never get on the boat again? Because of how crazy they were on the water. Besides Schwinkback? <laughs> <laughs> yes, since we already know his story. Because yep. he was my boat driver on Erie that day, and he literally was like, I mean, he was like, sweet, they're big enough that we can run in between them. And was just <laughs> five to seven foot on either side, just 65 miles an hour right Hold down on. the gut. Schwinkback was the one that did had something happen on the water too where the boat did like a 360 was that him or am i mixing this up another podcast i heard where that he yeah i think it was sweet where he looked at the guys like how are you still in the boat was that sweet back i don't know was that another podcast well anyway answer the question who's who's you wrote you've ridden with a lot of people on bass boats who was the scariest that you would not want to ride on a bass boat with again? old school guy harold allen who i worked Mm. with for btl i mean the dude and this makes a lot of sense when you when you think about it. But, you know, he, he I was in the boat with him probably 30 days a year for six years. And uh, if we were on a lake that had timber or stumps, he would always, and he was always wide open. I mean, that was his <laughs> thing. He was the guy who mm-hmm. in the 80s would take his skeeter, take it into an auto body shop, have him put it on the rack, take sandpaper and sand the bottom off so it would be faster. <laughs> And, uh, I would always be just freaked out and I was always pissed that he would always head right towards the biggest freaking wood in the entire lake. And he, he made a great point one time. His first point was, God, it's amazing. I was a pro for 30 years without you pointing out every stump. (laughs) His second point was, 
His second point was the biggest trees back in the day had the most shade and you never see two trees, big trees that grow next to each other. So the closer you run to the biggest wood in the lake, the safer you are because you know that's that only piece of big timber. <laughs> I, that's the truth, though, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. that is true. You never huh. see two big trees next to each other. So the safest place you can run is right next to a giant stump because there's always been too much shade. There hasn't been enough sunlight when those trees were for a uh -huh. big tree to grow next to it. Now, okay. I mean, don't take that to the bank. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah. look, what, that's, yeah. that's allegedly. So, somebody's tearing their lower unit off in two weeks when yeah. they listen to this. Everybody, like, yeah. Matt Payrack told me. But well, it makes no. sense. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it. it's Matt. It, right. it, it, it's not bass and bruise it's btl who <laughs> all right this is my other question you've been in bass boats from the late 90s to now do they run better different like is it different being on bass boats now than it was in the in the late 90s early 2000s riding uh, Are they you faster? just don't Are have they... to drive you don't have to drive them as much now hmm. a lot of the like a lot of it when you got in like you learned the the butt wiggle and the and the you know the feel of the boat and stuff and i mean i i mean i didn't really start driving my own bass boat till the mid 2000s but mm -hmm. there's a lot less skill i think mm -hmm. in driving a bass boat high end than there you like it used to be like you're you felt like you were barely hanging and you talked to the guys about how they had to set it up and how they had to really drive it you don't see a lot. I mean, there's just so many good brands out there. You don't see a lot of chine walking anymore. You don't see a lot of the porpoising anymore. I mean, it's just, mm. it's a lot of, you know, you can, you can really open it up. But I mean, I know it just listen to the old timers talk, you know, it, it was a massive skill, especially like, you know, shotgun starts too, <laughs> yeah, right. but it was a big time skill in driving those freaking mm. 18 and a half foot bass boats with 150s on them and 200s then that were going 70 miles an hour <laughs> all the old timers will talk about just really like oh that guy could drive a boat like you mm. don't really hear that a lot of guys just talk about you know everyone it seems like you can drive but there's still yeah. like i remember like i was fishing as a triple a in the u.s open uh on lake mead like five years ago and i watched brett height i think it was Callville Bay they're out you know through the narrows it's just wide open thing and I watch Brett Height go across this freaking bay with three footers like it was mm. glass and I just remember Shoot. you know we're sitting there and I mean I'm with the guy who can drive a boat too right mm -hmm. like I'm with the guy who's a professional he won the U.S. Open a couple years after that but I remember watching like we come out and it's I mean it's and like we'll get there safe and Brett Height just goes at like <laughs> 65. Like, it's insane, like, how good he could drive that boat. I, I love when when you listen to the old timers, I say I would say the guys that fished 2010 and before, mm -hmm. anytime a lot of you, you hear a lot of people ask, what's what's the top three scariest lakes you've been on and stuff? And, and this is close to my heart because almost everybody's saying T yeah. is in their top three for how crazy it can be and so that's that's one of those lakes that you think about and then you get into those lake the the lakes up in new york or yeah it's just a lakes. different it's a yeah, different type of danger that. 
it's a totally different type of danger being out on the Great Lakes by yourself in a 20-foot bass boat and five-footers and being... I mean, I still get scared. I mean, not scared, but I mean, I've, yeah. I ain't afraid to turn around. Yeah. Like, I, I am not afraid to turn around and just be like, yeah, not for me today. That's 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 a lot. That's a tens of thousands of dollars that you could fuck up. Yeah. If you aren't comfortable where you are. I did that on the Chesapeake. I was going to make a 230 mile run. God dang it. And uh, <laughs> fish for two hours, get gas oh, three times. Shit. And I got, and, and I, I just, I didn't know how to run it properly. Kurt Dove ended up making the run and he's like, yeah, dude, you should have gone on the outside because the wind was going against the tide. And if yeah. you'd gotten on the outside, you could have shot it and then shot across. I'm glad he, I didn't because the river I was going to was ended up being blown out. No one caught him. There's like three boats that ended up going, but I like, I got out in it in Chesapeake Bay and, and mm. like I ate like four in a row Oof. and it was straight salt. <laughs> Yeah. And I just looked at the guy next to me and I was like, we on to plan B. And he's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> and I spun around and spent 30 minutes going with him. Matt's like, Hey, back. I run a successful podcast. Yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, that reminds me of a quick story. I heard Mark tell about, he had the, the Marshall and his boat where they were running and, she started throwing up on the side of the boat and he ended up to take her back because of the waves. All right. Uh, Bill Lowen had a dude had never been in a bass boat before. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. And, uh, was a Marshall. Have you heard this? Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Alex? No, No, I'm not. And, uh, he takes off in the morning and he's booking it and it's a little rough. And I mean, he's in a glass boat. This was before the express. And, uh, the marshal's like going, and he's like, you good? And he's like, nope, I'm not. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, this is too dangerous. And he's like, no, we're good. And he's like, nope. And he goes, take me to the bank. This is right off first thing in the morning. What the fuck? And they're like 15 miles down the lake. And Bill's like, huh? And he goes, I'm serious. Stop the boat. Take me to the bank. And Lowen's like, does this guy have to go to the bathroom or something like that? Yeah. Guy grabs his bag, gets off. Gets in thigh deep water, trudges out, walks off into the woods. It's done. done. Damn. Bill's sitting there, has to call a trip and be like, hey man, like my marshal just bailed. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, he is gone. <laughs> so they he called didn't the, fall off the boat gone. He just no, went to so the bank. The marshal like walked up to some train tracks, followed it to a road. <laughs> Called a freaking Uber and Ubered back, drove his ass <laughs> home. They like called him and he's like, Yeah, no, that was way too dangerous. Like, did not feel safe. That is insane. <laughs> Just Holy got shit. off and walked up into the woods. That's fucking insane. Oh. Well, um, look, man, we're gonna start wrapping this up. You've already done the shotgun round in an earlier yeah. episode. I hope but I we want to end this. We want to mm-hmm. end this on on a happy note with one last Mary Fuck Kill. Oh God. Yep. Um, yep. 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 That's what we're doing. That's like our new thing. I feel like, yeah. uh, so, yeah. so these are your three options. <laughs> Astro glide, KY jelly and Vaseline. I mean, honestly, I have no experience with any of those three. So <laughs> it doesn't well, matter. Just on, it any you order. just <laughs> earlier, earlier tonight, you told us you had a story with KY. So I mean, I did. Um, <laughs> 
No, that was no. with Astroglide. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say when it comes to lubricants, yeah. there's only one lubricant that rises above them, and it's Astroglide, and you shouldn't even have the other two anywhere in your possession. So <laughs> Astroglide gets the M, the F, and the K. In okay. I, I would agree with that, but I will counter that with if you're if, – if as a bass angler, you're going to use any lubricant, it's bass fuel. That's all I'm saying. Not bass fuel. <laughs> Matt, it was awesome to have you on the show. Um, hang on for a minute. Normally, we end the show on some dumb shit. It it's bait fuel. If you're a bass angler, the one lubricant you're going to use is bait fuel. I'm not sold on that yet, but I'm not not sold on it. I'm not yeah. not sold on it enough that I still have it in the boat, but I don't know if that's because of the genius marketing or because it actually does work. Well, we're not talking about catching fish, Matt. We're talking about lubricant. And if you oh. take Astroglide and bait fuel side by side, you won't know the difference. Don't ask how many I don't know. Anyway, get out. Stick your